JLR Auto Care, the one-stop auto shop to keep you on the road. Friendly, knowledgeable staff are here to help. Call us now on 01462 420999, the emergency service for your car. Visit us at Units 8 to 9, Wilbury Court, Wilbury Way, Hitchin, keeping it local. Good afternoon and a very warm welcome to HTFC Radio. Well, we've had a good start to the league season. Maybe a mixed one for Hitchin Town in the end, though, with defeats to Mickelover and Royston over the bank holiday weekend. But today, Martin Burke, all of the focus switches into the best cup competition in the world of football, surely. It's the Emirates FA Cup. It's Hitchin Town against Welling Garden City. It's live from Topfield. Great to have your company this afternoon. Uh, nice one, Freddie. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Good yep. afternoon. Like you say, the FA Cup, there's nothing quite like it. Hitchin Town, been here since its first inception, and uh, how exciting. Yeah, FA Cup originals, Hitchin Town FC, all the way back, all those years ago, November 1871. They were knocked out by the eventual finalist Wanderers at the Oval Cricket Ground, which actually hosted the final of the competition for about 20 years. Uh, Hitchin only able to field eight players, which is why they were eventually knocked out 5 0. Uh, in that competition all those years ago uh, as we say today's not the case though there's full squads of 18 players uh, for both Hitchin Town and Welling Garden City and to kick our coverage off today let's hear from Hitchin Town first team coach Michael Jones who spoke to me in Mark Burke's absence on Thursday night View. So our attention switches from the league to the FA Cup. Nearly five years since Hitchin reached the first round. Obviously you weren't a part of the, the coaching staff on that occasion, but is it something Mark Burke spoke, speaks about a lot in terms of the memories that can be created in this competition? Uh, Berkey instills massive FA Cup uh, pride and drive in us. Uh, obviously as a player, he had a great cup run himself. He bangs on about that. Um, we want the same sort of memories. He shows us clips from it. Mm. That's brilliant. Obviously... Um, like you say, they got to the first round, uh, great experiences, great memories from games at Leatherhead, etc. So the lads, I know they all want a cup run, I know the coaching staff all do. Unfortunately, the last couple of years we've fallen short, uh, underperformed. I wouldn't say the players didn't care, they're trying their best, they just just didn't uh, have it in them on the days. But like we say, we're, we're fully focused on wanting to beat Welling mm. and hopefully if we can beat Welling, who knows what will happen in the next round and we'll go on from there. Of course, Hitchin also boasts the tag of one of the FA Cup originals playing in the, the first ever FA Cup competition. And even just that Leatherhead game, does that add a bit of extra pressure now the fans can really see what this club's capable of in this competition? Uh, I think the FA Cup always adds pressure. I think the fans really want a cup run because everyone's dreaming of getting to the first round, getting a league side. Can, can you be one of those sides that go further? Obviously... Uh, a couple of years ago you had a Marine play Spurs etc mm. so I'm not saying we're going to get to that level but everyone dreams of that and that's what the FA Cup brings to this country and that's why it's such a great competition um, but it does have pressure the lads really want to get far Welling will really want to get far and then on the flip side uh, I'm sure Roy will tell you the financial aspect for the club is massive mm. um, a good FA Cup run can really help with the ground improvements etc moving forwards Um so that's what we want to try and do. We want to try and have a good cup run for memories. We want to try and have a good cup run financially. And then we want to have a good cup run for the fans. It was defeat at the first hurdle last season to step for Haybridge Swift. Some people probably say in the Canaries, maybe underestimated. 
their opponents on, on that day and were turned over pretty comfortably. Obviously, Hitchin knows fellow Step 14 well in quite well, and I guess you'd be keen not to make the same mistakes this year. Um, to be fair to Haybridge, I thought they were a really good side. Yeah. Um, I thought we had a lot of the ball, didn't really do a lot with it, and I thought from set plays they were really organised, and I think it showed like they, they were good from set plays, scored a lot of their goals from set plays, caused us problems all day, um, and if you look at their season, I think they lost in the playoffs, so it mm. shows although they're a step four side, that they're, they're a very good step four side, and unfortunately we didn't perform as well as we could, they performed quite well and they got the win. Um, this year, Welling has sort of struggled uh, in the league below, but the FA Cup, that's why it's magical because anyone can beat anyone. There'll be loads of upsets. The pressure's all on us because we're a step three side. We've had a slightly better start than them. Mm. Um, so they'll put all the pressure onto us and it'll be, can we handle the pressure? And of course, Welling will, I mean, they've already said on the club website, they feel they're huge underdogs going into the game, which is probably not going to be the case. It was a tight win for Hitchin against them in the, the Hart Senior Cup. How much can you draw on that game when there has been so much player and managerial turnover at Welling? Um, yeah, I don't really think about recent results. Um, I can see why they're putting all the pressure on us. I'd be doing the same. If mm. we were playing a higher division club, we'd be saying all the pressure on them. They're expected to win and try and take it off the lads and then try and cause an upset. They're trying to do the same thing. We'd do the same thing if we were in their boat. Uh, with last season's game, honestly, in the, the cup match, uh, I felt they deserved to win. We did enough to get the win, but I felt they deserved to. But non-league's a funny old game and they've had a huge player turnover um, sort of managers change etc so it'll be a totally different team uh, where we'll be quite similar although the starting level will look different we'll have a lot of the same players to choose from um, and I'm really looking forward to the game Ashley Hay scored his first goal for the club against Well in, in that game last season. What is the latest of his, his situation? We were told by Mark Burke he was coming to the end of that sort of maximum trial period. Um, yeah, we, we'd like to have Ash back because we think he'd be a real asset to the squad. He always has been, he always will be. Um, but for him, we hope he gets something at Brentford. He's at that sort of final stage now where we're hoping to hear um, tomorrow or early Saturday mm. what their sort of plans are for him we hope he can secure a deal because I think he fully deserves it he's hard work and he's got the correct attitude but for any reason if he doesn't he'll be a massive part of what we do this season and looking at Hitch in town then a couple of defeats to, to Mikelova and Royston where maybe a player like Ash was missed there's talk from Stephen Gleeson certainly about how maybe Hitchin just can't string sort of two halves of football together how would you go about dealing with that problem as a coach? <laughs> that's a that's a tough question that one um, yeah for everyone we're really disappointed with the weekend I felt mm. first half against Mikelova we were sloppy there wasn't much in the game we were sloppy gave away two goals second half thought we were very good put them under a lot of pressure and unfortunately they didn't give us anything cheap so we scored well uh, one well earned goal um, unfortunately it wasn't enough to get the points I thought Royston wasn't much in it I thought first half we edged it without really creating much uh, second half they probably edged it for me. Uh, I thought it had draw written all over it. And in all honesty, I think uh, they were just better in both boxes. We, we sort of ran out of ideas without really creating anything. And I was quite disappointed at the end of the game. But like I say, they were effective in both boxes. They defended really well. And when they had the two set plays, they made them count. And that obviously got them the points, which is disappointing. Well, that was Hitchin Town first team coach, uh, Michael Jones. I was down at training on Thursday night. He spoke to me. Mark Burke uh, is away on holiday. 
uh, this weekend, it turns out. He often sort of chooses the FA Cup weekend, Martin, uh, to go away, despite his brilliant record uh, in this competition. He's, he's away with his father-in-law, uh, wife and sister-in-law and her family. He might well be listening in, but of course you don't blame him if he takes a break. If not, such is the life of a manager at any level of football. When do you get to go on holiday? Well, indeed, and yeah, make hay while the sun shines, as it were. So, um, big shout out to you, Berkey. I hope you're having a good break. Um, but yeah, absolutely, before the season really, really kicks in, you more than deserve a good break. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll run through the two teams here. Then for Hitchin, Charlie start, uh, Horlock starts in goal. Back five of Lane Eady, Kieran Jones, Toby Syme, Kai Turl and Bradley Bell. Uh, in midfield, it, it could be anything, really. I'm expecting something of Cameron Cotter, Stephen Gleeson and Daniel Idiokoa with Guvea and Wilkinson leading the line. Seven substitutions, uh, seven substitutes, sorry, allowed. Three subs, I think, can be made. George Devine, Josh Mollison, Isaac Galliford, Stan Georgiou, Daniel Amon, on uh, Lewis Barker and Kayon Ch uh, Cope Chase uh, are hitching subs uh, for Welling Garden City. Charlie Crowley starts in goal. Uh, number two, Zach Brown. Three, Alex Harris. Four, James Colozzi. Five, Josh Steele. Six, Yasin Boudou. Seven, Darnell Winter. Eight, James Mully. Nine, Brad Watkins. Ten, Henry Jones. And eleven, Josh Bryant. The subs are thirteen, Donovan Green. 13, uh, 12, sorry, Adam Pollock, 15, Ethan Kessel, 16, Bailey Stevenson, 17, Zach Worthy, 18, Freddie Brown, and 19, Mark Weatherstone, who is, in fact, Wellens manager, uh, a defender, really, in his playing days, and he often does sign himself on uh, to be part of the squad when uh, called upon. So, uh, special circumstances, and with it being an FA Cup game, seven substitutes rather than five, and maybe a few more players now knocking on Adam Parker, Michael Jones's door. It gives Hitchin a few options because certainly Royston they they were caught short they weren't able to bring people on uh, yes indeed and uh, yeah I'm, I'm interested to see a, a few faces here that I haven't seen uh, play yet uh, Kayan Cox uh, Chase uh, Josh Mollison and um, yeah it'll be interesting to see but yeah there's some good attacking options you know the likes of Isaac Gallifred on the um, hitching bench you know to bring on and uh, you know as is necessary but it seems like there's going to be goals in this game. Heaton have been uh, scoring, uh, scoring well, as have Wellin. So um, there's certainly goals in this game. Yeah, well in 10 goals in their five games in all competitions so far. So Hitchin uh, played six, won three, drawn zero and lost three in the league. Their good start to the season's just tailed off a little bit. Um, defeats to Mikelova and Royston over the bank holiday weekend, both by two goals to one. And it's not just an FA Cup game. It feels like a game that both of these sides just need to win full stop, Martin. Uh, yes, yeah, they, they, they both need to get a bit of uh, momentum going. Um, in terms of Welling, you, you were saying before... Um, uh, before we came on air, Freddie, they've had a massive uh, change of personnel mm. in the last year. Is just one member of the squad from this time last year? Yeah, Charlie Crowley uh, in goal. Uh, it, is, it is incredible, isn't it, how, how things can change. The only player in today's squad who featured in that 1-0 uh, Hart Senior Cup defeat uh, to Hitchin last season. It was a, a tight game on that occasion. Perhaps will be another tight one today. We've got uh, five minutes exactly to go uh, until kick-off. Uh, and looking at that Hitchin team then, Guvea and Wilkinson leading the line. We're going to talk about Ashley Hay, the Hitchin striker who's finally made that move to Brentford's B team, but there is no real out-and-out out number nine in this Hitchin squad. Maybe Finley Wilkinson, he's more of a 10. Guvea can play anywhere, and that can be difficult to cope with for a defence. Uh, yeah, definitely. The, the fluidity of, of movement, you know, the exchange of positions and so on, you know, could, uh, you know, bewilder the opposition. And uh, we know, you know, the strong attacking threat that uh, Finney and uh, Diogo, um, the two of them especially carry. So, mm. yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, 
we're going to um, outfox well in today and uh, confuse them with the um, you know without the the direct uh, number nine or number ten positions. Pre-match fist bumps at the moment, Hitchin in their yellow and green home shirts, well in in their maroon and, and light blue, I'd say. Uh, a nice enough kit, actually, for the uh, Southern League Division 1 Central side. It's a very competitive division, that. And they, they did okay last season, finished eighth, seven points uh, off the playoffs, so definitely on the, on the nicer side uh, of mid-table. They actually missed out on the playoffs at the end of uh, the season before due to issues with ground grading, so a really heartbreaking end to that season due to issues away from the pitch essentially they mathematically did enough to have a chance at promotion but obviously were denied that uh, due to problems uh, with their ground so they all feel perhaps they've been knocking on the door at these playoff spots for a couple of years now and with a big turnover of the squad they've got a good manager in charge maybe this could be their year but they've just not started it as they'd have hoped yeah well we'll see and you know the magic of the FA Cup you know a cup result for either side today you know you know bring that uh, that impetus uh, giving them a bit, a bit of momentum and uh, confidence moving forward. So, but one of them's got to win. Someone's uh, season's going to be, you know, re-kickstarted uh, or kickstarted uh, this afternoon, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if we are level after 90 minutes, it's not like the old FA Cup in uh, the very start of the competition. Both sides could actually shake hands and decide that they they both go through to the next round, which I can imagine they did more often than that. Or or they had the option of the replay. It will be a replay for level after 90 minutes, likely I'd say on Tuesday, uh, which would be in Wellington. Garden City. Neither of these sides though Martin have drawn this season and I don't think they'll look to start now. No, no I, I can't see that happening. I, I can see a result and uh, you know weather wise it's perfect like a mm. lovely light breeze you know um, just warm enough so uh, perfect football conditions as well so looking forward to an enthralling game here with lots of passion. The FA Cup always seems to bring the sunshine. Uh, every <laughs> FA Cup final Wembley's always bathed in sunshine. That'll feel like a long way away uh, from these two clubs at the moment but even just a run to the first round as Hitchin did back in 2018 it can bring so much on and off the pitch uh, for sides at this level. Wellin uh, already had to come through the preliminary round they won 3-1 uh, away to the 10 men of Romford. Uh, that was actually their first win of the season uh, so that kick started them off really they then went and beat Kidlington 2-0 in Oxfordshire but they lost 4-1 to Wolfham Abbey uh, on bank holiday Monday they're going to get us underway here it's going to be Brad Watkins who uh, won the double with Burkamp said last season of course claimed the skull for Hitchin Town in the final of the Hart Senior Cup so he's enjoyed his time against the Canaries a couple of players to look out for in this side Dernell Winter uh, will be one in the number seven shirt, top scorer this season. Three goals in his last three games as well. They have plenty of ways in which they can hurt Hitch in the Canaries. And well in Garden City, looking to get back to winning ways uh, in the FA Cup. It's the FA Cup Originals uh, who are going to kick from right to left, but it's well in the plucky challengers from step four who kick us off and immediately give possession straight to Hitch. And it was a, a hopeful long ball over the top, straight behind for a goal kick. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of a comedy of errors there to begin. But, uh, you know, uh, it seems to me it's quite clear, though. Number nine, uh, Brad w uh, Watkins, he's going to be a handful at the set piece. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, crosses from width. So Jones up and over the top, header away here. 27 seconds then on the clock. The game in its infancy. Henry Jones trying to flick the ball down the left-hand side for Welling. Kai Turl uh, tied up in a top knot. Back to Charlie Horlock, who clears up towards Finley Wilkinson. Flick through. Bryant wins it back for Wellin, who will win a throw-in over by their dugout. Mark Weatherstone, who 
managed a couple of these Hitchin players, Kevin Cotter and new signing Daniel Amovan in his time uh, at Wingate and Finchley. Bit of a Wingate legend there, spending many a season as player and manager. And Wellin have got a free kick here over on the left-hand side uh, by the Canary Kitchen. They're, they're the underdogs today. They have made sure to sort of ramp the pressure on Hitchin. And teams love that underdog status, especially in this competition. Yes, they do, and it, yeah, it seems like Wellen have been playing that card well. But um, I'm sure that um, you know the Hitchin uh, team and management are cute enough not to not to fall for uh, you know uh, Wellen uh, underplaying their card. They have a free kick here over on the left hand side. It's goalless uh, after 90 seconds on HDFC Radio. It's going to be a left footer, one arm raised in the air by the man to take. It's in. It's deep. It's too deep towards the back post over the head of Jones. Uh, and Lane Eady and bouncing behind uh, for a hitching goal kick in the end. So the Canaries will uh, just take a moment. First touch for uh, Charlie Horlock and a chance for us to assess the formation. It looks like Stephen Gleeson will anchor the midfield of Cavan Cotter and Daniel Idiokoa, he's really going to push forward today uh, up with Wilkinson and Gouveia, which is what a lot of fans are certainly calling for when Hitchin were chasing the game against Royston. He can play anywhere in the midfield though, can't he, Martin? You're a big fan of his. Oh yeah, I'm a really big fan of his. He, you know, he can play the kind of the sweeper role or, you know, he's very creative as well. You know, Canax is quite a playmaker. But yeah, I'm a real big fan of Daniel Idiokoa of, uh, of what I've seen of him so far. I'm delighted that um, the Canaries have managed to um, keep hold of him. Yeah, released by Luton Town, your side this summer. Two undefeats are then for West Ham United, but I'm sh I know you're, you're just buzzing still to be up at this Premier League level. Yeah, still buzzing, absolutely. And uh, yeah, really encouraged, you know, uh, disappointed by the result um, last night that Luton didn't get something out of it. Mm. I thought we, you know, we created some great chances. Um, but it's no, uh, no shame, you know, West Ham have just won one of the European Cups and a fantastic side. Free kick for Hitchin here, just in front of the halfway line. Lane Eady will take, so 0-0 uh, in the early stages of this FA Cup game. The first uh, round of qualifying uh, this game. So three more rounds of qualifying after this to reach the first round proper. If you want to go from the extra preliminary round all the way to the final, it's a total of 13 games, but it's a chance for the poor to meet with the rich in this competition as Gleeson floats one in towards the back post. It's come off the head, I think, of a Welling man. The referee agrees. It's going to be a first corner kick for Hitchin. And you'll have seen it, Martin, in your time covering the Canaries. It's that low ball they like to play with someone like Finley Wilkinson running onto it. They've got plenty of routines up their sleeve. Yes, they do. They do. And indeed, a great, good decision by the referee there, though. The, uh, the ball definitely skimmed off the head of the, um, uh, the Welling player. Duvea will... Uh, take the corner. Yeah, everyone was leaping for it. Gleeson goes over for a bit of a short option. Wilkinson's just in the middle of the penalty area. And he's going to make that low run. He's going to pick up the ball. He shoots, but he was blocked. He was watched all the way, really, by Brad Watkins. And Gouveia will take the throw in. Hitchin will look to continue. Bradley Bell actually will come over and uh, pick up possession. As you say, Martin, beautiful sunshine, a bit of cloud cover above. No complaints from players or spectators in this weather. Early September now, of course, the summer coming to an end as Gleeson goes for goal, I think, from a, a long way out towards the right-hand side. It was very optimistic, but we know he's got it in the locker. Yeah, that, that, that was nicely struck there. I think he just kind of hit it with the outside of the foot across the face of goal. But yeah, why not, why not Steve? I'll have a go. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with myself and Martin Burke today, you can do so either on Twitter at Cardi Freddy uh, or on our HDFC Radio chat feature. We've heard from 
Uh, Kate Dello said, come on, Hitchin, dig deep and let's win this game. Kate, I've heard you're unwell at the moment. You're listening in from home, so great to have you with us. And we, we hope you make a, a speedy recovery. Don't get too stressed listening to your beloved Canaries this afternoon. Yeah. Lots of love, Kate. Cotter over the top. Headed back in and Edie takes the ball down. Kate, it was a massive part of our radio project back all the way in 2018 when our very first season obviously coincided with Hitchens' run to the first round. Winning at Leverhead. Premier League action today as well. Burnley lead Tottenham Hotspur uh, early on in that game. Of course, first games after deadline day. Now, we'll keep you up to date with the uh, scores on the doors as they come in uh, as well. It was a two-all draw, I think, earlier between Sheffield United uh, and Everton. Big game already sort of towards the, the bottom of the table. Throw in here for Wellin in their own half on the right flank. Just obscured by that sort of fencing around the tunnel where the players entered the field. About five minutes ago now, Bell down to Cotter. And Teal long over the top, looking for Cavan Cotter actually down the left-hand side. Wellin will just see the ball behind. And a throw in uh, for uh, then right back. Brown down the right, Edie gets a head to it. And Kieran Jones, a bit of miscommunication between him and Toby Simon. But Jones in the end prods the ball all the way back to uh, Charlie Horlock, who as ever is a steady presence of the Wellin fans watching on. A, a decent away crowd this afternoon. There well, is, yeah, good crowd here today. And over the top here. Long. These times mostly meeting in their Hertfordshire competition, such as the Senior Cup, as they did last season. Cross in here from the right-hand side towards the back post. It was always difficult for Brad Watkins. And the ball in the end has gone behind already for an offside, actually. Uh, perhaps against Watkins coming in at that back post. Yeah, they've got to be wary of that. Although, he, you know, he didn't manage to, um, to quite meet it, Brad, Brad Watkins. He, you know, he had a lot of space there at the back post. Here's Charlie Horlock. It's a proper strike partnership. Henry Jones and Watkins up front. And they've got Donnell Winter as well. The right winger here, he can provide goals. Four for him this season. Lively forward. He can play anywhere across the front line. But it's a proper old-fashioned 4-4-2 uh, by the looks of it for Welling Garden City. You don't see as much these days, but it's good to see. It'll be coming up against really some, something of a diamond for Hitchin with a, with a back three. So two very different approaches, really, in terms of the formations. It is. They very much, yeah, they set the stalls out um, very differently. Like you say, though, it's really black and white, a 4-4-2 um, of Wellin. Throw in here, Finley Wilkinson over just to prod the ball back. It's a free kick, actually. The Welling goalkeeper, Charlie Crowley, has come a long way up and... Floats the ball over the top, down the left-hand side. Backpedalling is Bradley Bell. Hitchens' early goal scorer against Royston. And the Welling man manages to deliver the cross. Charlie Horlock out to claim. Throws it wide now to Wilkinson. He's dropped in. Almost to a right-back position here. Strolling up to the halfway line. Guvea with that lovely control. Turn away from his man. And then trying to find the switch of play to Laney. He had some space, but it was straight to... Zach Brown clears long, chested down by Cotter. Guvea in there, that's a better pass to Edie. And his ball to Wilkinson's a good one too. Wilkinson on the edge of the box, gets past one. Brown over to challenge him. Wilkinson onto his right foot. Low ball straight to the Welling man on the edge of the box. And a, a waste really. The citizens try and bring it forward. Syme over the halfway line though, winning it back. Bell on the right-hand side, trying to work across. 
Just holding up possession, back to Toby Syme, delivers a first-time ball, good one into Wilkinson, turning, chesting down, Kevin Cotter shoots and it's a long way wide in the end, but a nice move from Hitchin who kept the ball really well there. Yeah, really good, you know, they're keeping the ball quite low, you know, and the, the passes are going in into feet, I mean, you know, the, the pass there, uh, you know, taken in the midriff, but nicely controlled uh, by Cavan, unlucky. Brentford lead by a goal to nil against Bournemouth. We're going to be joined by Brentford B's new signing, Ashley Hay, the Hitchin man, uh, who's just joined Brentford's B team after an eight-week trial. It was a, a long old trial process for him, and everyone at Topfield, I know Martin, is delighted that he's got the move over the line. As the ball's flicked through now, could be trouble for Henry Jones into the box going up against Toby Simon. Simon defends well in the end, and we're going to have Wellin's first corner this time. Yeah, well, well covered there by Toby Syme, you know, uh, well in charge. Uh, but yeah, everybody is, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone is delighted for Ashley Hay to take the step up. Mm. Obviously, you know, he'll be sadly missed um, at, at the club. But, um, you know, um, yeah, it's a, a big step up for him. So well done, Ashley. Corner kick here then for Josh Bryan from a Hartford Town left back. But he's playing certainly in a more forward role here down the left wing at the moment. Raises two arms in the air. It's another... Deep corner, Bell heads away. Oh. That's a really confident, it's nil -nil. really confident header by Bradley Bell at the back post, uh, marshalling mm. marshalling out Brad Watkins. A forward player really by trade, as we saw in the, the Hearts Charity Cup win over Hitch over, over Royston. Sorry, already he was used further forward, but been converted into something of a wing back. He's really added defensive attributes to this game. It's another cross is swung in, it nearly fell actually for Darnell Winter, but Charlie Horlock came to claim. And tries to start a counter-attack here. Out to Lainidi. Calls Idiokoa closer. Wilkinson's up the line as well. Idiokoa goes alone down the left-hand side. And in the end, it's a good tackle by James Mully, the Welland skipper, who's managed to win his side of throw-in as well. So, yep. goalless after 10. Good pace there from Lainidi. You know, moving forward down the left wing. He had some options there as well. You know, uh, two or three options uh, to pass. So, you know, good play. Flick forward here. Good game of football so far after 10. Yeah. Wilkinson down the left, onto his right foot now, just over the halfway line. Wellin happy to let Hitchin use the ball when they have it. Turl over now. Towards the right-hand side, goes all the way across to Bradley Bell. Again, as you say, Hitchin keeping the ball down on the floor as Cotter now chips one over, and it's too close uh, to Charlie Crowley. I'd say Hitchin are in the ascendancy so far. You know, we see the movement of Finley Wilkinson going from the... Left to the, uh, from the right to the left flank, you know, uh, causing different problems, asking different questions of Welling in the early stages. So Idiokoa continuing to play up really along Guvea, just dropping in between them. So it's a strike partnership really, Guvea and Wilkinson. And like we talked about in the build-up, they are so fluid, they can all take on a number of uh, different roles. Bell now going long through the middle, looking for Finley Wilkinson. Good header away uh, by the Welling man, Wilkinson. Uh, second top scorer, joint of Ashley Hay last season, 11 goals to his name. Diogo Gouveia was the top scorer, 12 for him uh, in all competitions. Here's Gleeson looking up, floated over the top towards Finley Wilkinson. Steady header away and then Brown tries to clear under pressure from Daniel Lydia Coy. Just, no, he's not kept the ball in play, the assistant referee. Just took his time before making the uh, decision. And there'll be uh, a throw-in for Zach Brown. Goalless after 12. Both of these teams coming into the game off the back of defeats, making it a very important cup tie for many reasons, really. But there's never... As Wilkinson runs forward, good clearance away from Crowley out for a hitching throw-in. In a good position, 
There's never really anything you, uh, as a manager that you have to do to motivate your team for an FA Cup game. Uh, no, no, just those words coming, you know, uh, rolling off the tongue. The FA Cup. <laughs> it just brings so much excitement. Mm. The notions of giant killings, if you know, you can step up. And uh, who knows who might come to top field in the next uh, coming rounds. Even Michael Jones referencing in his pre-match interview and Marine, another step four team, the same level as well in a few years ago, reached the third round, an incredible run, hosted Tottenham Hotspur in Merseyside. The superstars like Gareth Bale were sat on the bench. It can be done as Gouveia <laughs> picks up the ball here. But we're in the first qualifying round at the moment. There's a long way to go. The Premier League boys entering in the, uh, the third round proper. Here's Horlock though. Into Toby Syme, turning. Across now to Kai Turl, who's been involved in the Hitchin setup for a, a number of years now, coming through the youth ranks here uh, at top field. Hitchin win a throw in here. Cameron Cotter just chips it up to Bell, wants to take it quickly and does into Idiokoa. Hitchin in control of the possession. Goal is so far in the FA Cup. Bell down the line to Wilkinson. Nice inside pass into Danny Diakoa into the box. Still, oh, it's Danny Diakoa. He nearly goes all the way. It's just cut out. I think a combination of Crowley and Josh Steele. But he's got silky feet as Daniel Diakoa when he gets going. He really cut through the defence like, like a hot, hot knife through butter. Um, yeah, I think he was just trying to dink the pass out there, uh, perhaps out to Lane Edie. But, uh, yeah, he was scuffed by the uh, Welling defence. Cross in and Wilkinson can't get... Over the top of it, big header up and over the bar. And this will be encouraging for Hitchin, but the issue for them, as Stephen Gleeson told us after the game against Royston, it's been putting 90 minutes together, putting two good halves of football, and it's capitalising when you are on top, it's taking your chances. And as a coach, it's quite a hard thing to, to you know, instill into your team when it's going wrong. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, keep focused. You know, it's a game of two halves and the momentum, the focus has got to be there. The concentration levels have got to be maintained and you've got to take your chances, like Steve Gleeson was saying in, the, uh, in that interview. Jones heading down for Finley Wilkinson. Well won, though, by Brad Watkins, who's deep back on the halfway line, goes wide. Chipped forward. Jones wasn't in the greatest position. He's cleared it away and then in for a strong tackle against Watkins. The ball spoons away to Bradley Bell. Cotter then lays it off for Kytel and again Hitchin just diffusing any kind of attacking situation for Welling Garden City which Adam Parker and his coaching staff will be pleased to see. Mark Burke if you are listening in make sure to let us know of course away for this game. Last time he was away Hitchin put four past Mikkel over and Adam yeah. Parker was a very happy man so perhaps he's looking to keep up that run. <laughs> Fingers crossed now. Here's Turl. Just stepping out forward of the ball is Kytel. Nil-nil after 15 minutes. Good game of a fake up football. And Hitchin, they are stamping their authority on it. They're trying to prove they are the step-free side. They are one league above their Hertfordshire rivals. Lovely switch here from Kieran Jones. And Beautiful Bradley ball. Bell takes it down comfortably. Controls the ball really well. Cotter now, Idiokoa on the turn. Putting it through. The run onto it was from Bradley Bell, who was coming through the centre of the box. And it's too close to Crowley, but... Hitchin, they start games well at the moment, and they've done the same here today. Jones, good work winning the ball back on the halfway line, and he'll lay it off to Gleeson. Yeah, Hitchin are bustling it at the moment, the lion's share of possession. You know, just trying to carve out a few chances there, mm. any which way. Syme. You won't find many games at this level of football where you see the ball kept on the floor as much as it has been in this one so far. It's been a really good advert, actually. Hitchin against Royston, certainly deservedly criticised for 
looking to hit and hope against a, a big, tall, physical Royston defence once they did go 2-1 down and, you know, moving away from the style of football that's brought them so much success. And they've stuck true to their principles so far this afternoon. But as Martin Burke says, it's about keeping your focus throughout the 90 minutes and it can be longer now as well, these new added on time rules. Games are, are going to continue to get stretched out towards the end of both halves as Gouveia is fouled. And Gleeson will run forward to take the free kick. Takes it quickly. The referee says too quickly as Finley Wilkinson picks up possession. So it will be back to Stephen Gleeson, former Republic of Ireland international, of course, man of the match uh, on Monday. Always speaks well, as you'd expect of someone who's sort of played at those high levels. They've had that sort of experience with media and delivered some very honest thoughts uh, after that eventual defeat to Hitchens. Big A505 rivals Royston Town. Never nice to lose, especially Bank Holiday Monday. Big crowd losing to your rivals. Yeah, that's always going to be a bit of a sucker punch. Guvea then stepping over. Uh, the ball delivers it. It's not a great delivery, uh, the free kick. And Edie will try and run onto it. Gr good work from him. Good pressure on the ball. Heads it wide to Kieran Jones. Bit of time on the ball. And he was flagged offside in the air. Not up in those sort of situations too often, Kieran Jones. is normally the one trying to play others offside himself and the flag was up uh, raised nice and early just after he laid the ball off to Lane Eady the assistant referee just make sure that Crowley takes the ball uh, in the right place but like you were saying Freddie the you know the extended uh, extra uh, added time on the end of the game so it's you know because a lot of players well no, none of the players have been used to it you know mm. if it's stretching out five going on ten minutes yeah, unless they you know. played in the World Cup <laughs> last yeah. year. It's that's True. you know, there's no other case in point. Men's World Cup, women's World Cup, we haven't seen it really anywhere else until the start of this season. And it's Kieran Jones just tries to see the ball behind for a goal kick. He's put under pressure again by the industrious Henry Jones and he can't keep the ball in play. And an interesting chat with Hitchens physio Sam the other day and she did she did agree it was actually one of the factors behind some you know, we're seeing a lot of injuries well in mm. the quite a few and you know, games are becoming more stop start. She also said a big part of it was just Hitchin on getting kicked up in the air a lot. They have got these attacking players who take defenders on and, you know, that's why they are more liable to some of these contact injuries, these niggles and strains, which was quite interesting to hear. And as players, there's not too much you can do about that. It just sort of makes players like Juvea even more determined to, you know, get past the defender and leave them for dead. But interesting to talk to her about some of the, the reasons behind these injuries. Turl now. Zips the ball into the feet of Kevin Cotter, who does well to control it, just in the edge of the centre circle. Gouvea has found a pocket of space over the halfway line. On the right wing, Idiokura again drops in. And while they do, Lane Edie's pushed all the way forward on the left-hand side. He's in acres of space. Cotter just lays it off for Gleeson. Hitchin just waiting to spring the trap here on Welling Garden City. Idiokura tries to go wide now to Gouvea. It's won back well by a Welling man, but again, Hitchin... Press well, win the ball back straight away. Bradley Bell moving up um, uh, through the middle there as well, giving him uh, another option. Here comes Gouveia trying to find that man, Bell, and he did, but it was well defended again, came off Bell. Sorry, Martin. No goals. And behind for a goal kick. He, he is at Hitchens' wing back, as we say, Bradley Bell, but when you've got a player like him who's so desperate to go forward, it can only be a good thing. Mm, absolutely. I think uh, the last time I watched against uh, St Ives, I... Awarded man of the match. I was mm. just so impressed with his, um, you know, his industry and uh, yeah, his uh, desire to get up and create chances. 
but also mopping up in the back really, really well, you know, using his pace, using his guile. This time last year, he just returned to Hitchin from Barton Rovers and was unsure of how he was going to get in the team. And, and now he's one of the first names on the team sheet at a, a position at right wing back where, again, this time last year, he barely touched before in his career. It's been a really impressive turnaround. He's a popular member of the squad as well as the man they call Ding Dong. He's so strong in the air as well, mm. you know, uh, in, spite of his, uh, in spite of his height. Here comes Kai Tell down the left-hand side. Now Fred's the ball in, looking for Finley Wilkinson with the outside of his foot. One back, though, uh, by Yasin Boudou and smashed out into the stands. And again, Turl, a, a defensive uh, position player who, who likes to spring forward as well. Somebody's played a lot of his career uh, in midfield. And while Turl did that, Stephen Gleeson, all of his experience, dropping back into Turl's position in defence. And... Halfway through the first half, it's goalless in this FA Cup first qualifying round game, but Hitchin really look a cut above at the moment. But we, we have seen this movie before. <laughs> now you're spot on there, Freddie. Hitchin are, uh, you, know, show, you know, showing their quality at the moment, but hopefully going to convert that into uh, the chances into some goals. Edie now to Kieran Jones, finding Kevin Cotter. One of two Hitchin players in the squad who played under uh, Mark Weatherstone and perhaps played with him as well during their time uh, at Wingate and Finchley. Weatherstone taking over at Welling in December uh, of last year, replacing Max Mitchell. Gleeson now pulling the ball back to Brandy Bell, just turning away uh, from Josh Bryan. He's clattered as well uh, by the Welling defender and wins a free kick. Another one in a good position. It's level with the edge of the box, but all the way over on that far touchline. Yeah, that was quite a barge there, a barge there by uh, Yasin Boudou. It was a bit, uh, bit too much, and quite rightly, the um, referees awarded the free kick. Promising position here, I imagine. Is Diogo going to go over and play this one in? Yeah, Seems it looks like he's going to go and retrieve the ball. He is one of a few set-piece specialists for Hitchin, and it means that Kieran Jones, Toby Syme and Kai Teal will all come up from the back. Idiokoa and Cotter are in there as well. Gleeson, Bellanidi will drop. And Wilkinson, who just stood next to Gouveia for a moment. Those two, of course, linked up for the third goal when you were doing the St. Ives game. They had a little routine they put together. But Wilkinson runs into the edge of the box now. So plenty of players up for Hitchin. Good opportunity halfway through the first half. And it's going to be uh, Gouveia to take. Gleeson now comes up from the back as well. He was largely untracked. And it's Gouveia delivering in towards Wilkinson. Flicked away. Cotter takes the ball down. Shoots and saved by Charlie Crowley. First effort on target for the Canaries as Crowley tries to clear the ball away. And he was blocked off, actually, by Kieran Jones. And the referee, I think, has said, actually, that's fine. I think he said to Charlie Crowley, you know, Jones was running back and maybe didn't do anything wrong. But if Hitchin went and scored there, we'd have had a bit of drama, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it was another low cross in there by uh, Diogo uh, Francis Gouveia. And, uh, yeah, presented with a chance there. Uh, Kevin Cotter, that was a ball just asking mm. to be smacked into the top corner. Yeah, just tried to, to curl it and go under it in the end, as you say, trying to find the uh, top corner of the net. But uh, not to be for Cav Cotter, who uh, is waiting for his first goal of the season, back in Hitchin Colours, of course. Referee just having a word of Kieran Jones, and he's booked here. I can imagine for descent. Perhaps he wasn't happy. It was all after that flashpoint when Crowley tried to clear the ball away straight away. It should have smashed into the side of Kieran Jones. And the referee now tells Alex Harris to take the throw in. So Jones is the first booking uh, of the afternoon. Welling did have a man sent off uh, in the uh, defeat to Wolfham Abbey. 
on Bank Holiday Monday. Uh, Zach Brown, two yellow cards in quick succession. Here's Gouveia rolling the ball across to Bradley Bell. He can wait to pass so well as Turl now delivers one in. India Cole, he's chested it down. He just couldn't set his body for the header. He was in a great position. He was unchallenged as well, Martin. He should have scored. <laughs> he, 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 he could have turned that into the net there. It, it, it seemed to kind of catch him by surprise, the yeah. pace of the ball, and it just it just sat below his neckline and in a p particularly awkward position. Mm. So, yeah, great ball in, though. But, yeah, he couldn't quite tuck it away this time. As you say, he just couldn't turn his head uh, to get there, and it was it was a vicious ball from Kaitar. It was up in the air, plenty of pace and power to it, and the well-in defence just didn't pick up Danny Diakoa, and he'll be kicking himself. And obviously he's not usually up there in those kind of situations. Can well in punish Hitchin as Winter into the box, tries to chip the ball over Jones. Still going is Darnell Winter. Taking on Bradley Bell, he was just clipped, but we play on. Back to uh, the left back now. Laid off for Winter again, Wellin's top scorer. Gleason blocks him off. Slip through now into the box. Could be a chance for the Citizens. Shot away into the back of the net. One chance, one goal, and Welling Garden City lead uh, by a goal to nil. Who else but Darnell Winter to give the Citizens a lead? It's already his fifth of the season. Completely against the run of play. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Welling, well, they took, uh, they took the opportunity there and uh, converted the chance into a goal, but that was, a, that was some finish by uh, Darnell Winter. Showing his quality there, you know, into into the uh, in, by the far post, into the back of the net. They're over to celebrate with some of the, their fans, and the referee just says, "Let's get back on with the game." But Hitchin will have no idea how they've managed to concede there. They have been all over Welling in the first 26 minutes. One attack really down the left-hand side. It was all coming through that man Winter. Worked well and. It was recycled forward again. He just cut inside onto his right foot, bent the ball. Lovely strike past Charlie Horlock, who, who couldn't have got near it. And it's Welling who take the lead. Well, I hope, you know, hopefully each are going to stay focused now, stay, keep the concentration because, um, you know, they, they could be ahead themselves. And, um, yeah, it's a great pity. Mm. But, yeah. Idiot Koa will kick us off then once again, moments after... He spurned that headed opportunity, would have put Hitchin into the lead, so it's Wellin who go up by a goal to nil. Hitchin were defeated 3-0 by another step four side, Haybridge Swifts at this stage of the competition last season. They will not want to go out this early in the FA Cup once again, but it's Wellin who put themselves in front. Darnell Winter, four goals now in his last four games, five his tally for the season. There's a reason why it was Mark Weatherstone's first closed season signing from Wingate and Finchley. Cotton out. Up and over the top, his former teammate there, Winter, delivering the sucker punch. Charlie Horlock just sprinting over now to pick up a bottle of water. and Or perhaps remove something off the pitch. I couldn't quite see, actually, but Laney will take the throw in. And into Daniel Idiokoa, trying to turn and... He just looked away from the ball as he was about to control it. Back towards Toby Syme, goes all the way back into Horlock, put under pressure by Henry Jones and across now to Kai Terl. Now Terl, big switch to Lane Eady. What a pass that is, but it's just going to avoid the former Harlow man and go behind uh, for a Welling Garden City throw-in. I mean, Welling, they'll be delighted with their efforts. You know, they'll argue that they've sucked up the pressure and they've taken their chance. Yes, yeah, they'll certainly be happy with that, you know. 
Again, though, Laney, D, you know, on the, on the left wing now, he, he keeps finding himself in a lot of space and Hitchin switch play from the from right to left. And, you know, uh, it seems like, you know, at some time or other, that's going to bring some benefits. Mm. Yeah, we do Hitchin just need to keep patient here, keep finding the formula that brought them a good first half of the first half in this match. But as Hitchin learned against Royston, it's about taking your chances, and Wellen might be in again here. Wardkins winning the ball back. He's slipping it through to his strike partner. Jones, who gets an early shot away, and it trickles wide of the far post. Good defending from Turl to put him under pressure, but again, Hitchin sloppy in the midfield, and Wellen nearly punishing them. Yeah, that was really tricky. Uh, there was a real slide rule pass there from, uh, from Wellen down the middle, and uh, the Hitchin defenders... Um, uh, uh, I uh, couldn't quite uh, keep up to recover the ball, so very lucky we got away with that one. Hitchin nil, Wellingarden City won then in the FA Cup. Long over the top here, down the right-hand side. Wilkinson running onto it, nearly got there. Important clearance away. Guver keeps the ball in play on the right-hand side. Onto his right foot, cuts back in, holds it up. Finds Stephen Gleeson. Back to Guver, gets inside the penalty area on his left foot now. Stephen Gleeson tr trying to cut it back for Wilkinson and... Hitchin just playing one pass too many. Someone there just needs to put their foot through the ball. Cotter now delivering a crossing for Edie. Heads the ball back towards Idiokoa. Just evades him. Crowley comes out to deal with it. In the end, it's cleared away by a Welling defender out for a Hitchin throw-in. Maybe just one pass too many. I think so, yeah. Stephen Gleeson uh, rather unselfishly tried to square the ball. Um, when I, f I get a feeling there he could have uh, had a shot on goal himself. So Wellin and Hitchin both having chances here. Header away, not convincing though by Josh Steele. Edie nearly gets there, Wilkinson might still. Steele in the end does well, clears long and Charlie Horlock is all the way back there to just take the ball down. Toby Syme back with him and Syme picks up possession. So Hitchin creating the chances still. 15 minutes left of this first half, it's Wellin who lead at top field. Another big switch, Syme though, this is over the head of Bradley Bell who didn't actually jump for the ball to be fair and perhaps Simon will be a little bit disgruntled that Bell maybe presumed a little bit too early that it was going to fly over the top of his head. This game's kind of reminding me a little bit of the Luton uh, West Ham game last <laughs> night in some ways, you know, because um, Luton did create a lot of chances on the counter-attack mm. as, uh, you know, um, didn't take them like um, uh, Welling have taken at least one, uh, one so far today. But um, Hitchin got beware. Jones now finding Lane Edie into Stephen Gleeson. Player who can always hold the keys, just rolls the ball past Henry Jones and finds Danny Diokoa. Hitchin keeping calm. Diokoa in, strong tackle. Ball works wide to Bell, just pops it into Stephen Gleeson. Back to Brad Bell on the right hand side. Guvea hogs the touchline. Drives forward towards the edge of the box. Still Gouveia goes one way and the other. Into the box. Tries to cut the ball back across. He does and it's claimed by Crowley. Wilkinson was in there as well. And sometimes for all your great passing football, sometimes you can just give it to Diogo Gouveia and tell him to have a run at the defenders because he's that good. <laughs> he is, certainly is. Yeah. On that occasion, it would have, uh, would have been helpful to maybe uh, lift the ball up, get, you know, chip it up mm. rather than um, on the floor. But... Uh, Another chance goes begging. Manchester City 1, Fulham 0. Brentford 1, Fulham, uh, Bournemouth 1. Tottenham are drawing away at Burnley as well. Uh, one all in that game in the Premier League. Here's Wilkinson. Good header down though uh, by Zach Brown. 
Kieran Jones will go over and pick up the throw-in. Well, we mentioned Ashley Hay earlier. We are very much looking forward to speaking to him at half-time about his move to Brentford B from Hitchin Town after that long trial. So make sure to stick with us uh, at half-time. If you've got any questions for Ash as well, just pop them in the chat, actually. Make sure to leave your uh, name, the Hitchin striker. Making the move to West London, exciting times for him. And now Wilkinson taking the ball down onto his right foot. Comes across, shoots, and it's just whipped wide of the post. A long way wide in the end. He can hit the ball hard, but maybe he went for a little bit, little bit too much power on that occasion. Yeah, yeah, just need a, a little bit more go, uh, curl, a bit more guidance into the, into the top corner there. But uh... Interesting to hear Ash's thoughts as well. His first goal for Hitchin came against Welling Garden City in that Hart Senior Cup win. Hitchin... Have won nine out of ten games between the two sides, including a penalty shootout win. It's the first ever FA Cup meeting, though, between the two of them. Welling's only win as well was a big one. Callum Stead was on the score sheet. Uh, a 5-0 League Cup win at the time. Welling as well was still a league below Hitchin uh, in the 2019-20 season. There was a one-all draw as well in the Hart Senior Cup that year. Callum Stead scored in both games. The, the home one. In the Senior Cup, there were just 73 people in at top field. There's certainly a few more in this afternoon. And Wellen as well, I'll give a shout-out to them, have brought a good few down as well. Fulham have equalised at Manchester City. Long forward here, Wilkinson, the flag up straight away. He tried to lob oh. Crowley, who got a hand to it. And the ball, I think, just was stopped on the line by Crowley. But Wilkinson, I think, knew he was offside anyway. And the flag was up uh, straight away. So Hitchin's still putting the pressure on Martin, which is good to see. They're not reverting to any kind of long ball football. No, no, they're still keeping the pressure on. You know, playing high up the pitch. Bell trying to get his head to the ball here. It just came off the top of his head and uh, behind for a, a throw-in for Welling Garden City, who have not seen too much of the ball in Hitchin's half, but every time they have, they made it count. And they are the side in front here uh, at top field. Darnell Winter's goal in the 26th minute. The referee just making sure they take the throw in in the right place. So Hitchin will have to come from behind here. As I say, no extra time in penalties. If we are level after full time, it will be a replay across Hertfordshire. Pull through here, offside flag up straight away against Watkins. For the follow-up shot was levered over the crossbar into one of the sponsors' boards behind the goal. And again, Hitchin are, are quick to try and get things back underway with 10 minutes left of this first half. Turl now strolling forward with the ball down the right-hand side. Long and too long. Wilkinson won't get there. Bell gives up the chase as well uh, rather quickly. And behind for a goal kick for uh, Charlie Crowley. What have you made of Welling so far, Martin? It's interesting because so much of their game has just been trying to hang on in there against these hitching and attacks. But they've shown they've got the players who can turn the ball over and counter-attack. Yeah, they have. You know, they've got a turn of pace uh, in the counter-attack. Um, the defence so far have been dogged and, you know, um, have, have dug in there, mm. you know, and, um, but, yeah, Welling can really turn it on. They, they've really, um, you know, not on the counter-attack, going down the middle, um, especially seems to be um, problematic for Hitchin at the moment. Good header here from Kieran Jones, finding Guvea, lays off for Idiokoa, chipped over the top, Guvea, can you try and stretch the defences? Headed back to Crowley, mm. who just gets there. Steele's been walking a bit of a tightrope at times. Against this quick hitching attack. Jones misses out on the header here. Great work by Winter. Laying it off. Wadkins chips over the top. Into the boxes. Darnell. Winter shoots. And Charlie Horlock covers his near post well. Actually had to make himself small rather than big. Just to get his legs in behind that. 
make sure he wasn't nutmegged at his near post. It was interesting because Jones would have been offside, so he just paved the space for Winter to run through and Hallocker to be very smart there. He did indeed, yeah. Donald Winter, he had the better of Lane Easy there. You know, um, showed some guile to get onto the end of the ball and um, yeah, right decision by Charlie Harlock to go down low and uh, block, block it out at the near post. Hitchin nil, Welling Garden City one. Second corner then for Welling. It's an in-swinger towards the back post. Really good delivery. Horlock spilt it, but the referee blows the whistle before Charlie Horlock eventually clings onto the ball. And he straight away sends Idiokoa forward down the left-hand side. He's chased by Henry Jones, but he just chops inside. Looks for that switch to Gouveia. Watched all the way, though, by Alex Harris, who turns his head, powers it away, uh, out for a throw-in. Yeah, right idea there, um, going, going from left to right. Um, but, yeah, just a couple of yards uh, too close to the defence. Belter Turl goes long. Another easy header away for Josh Steele, but straight to Kieran Jones. Hitchin of numbers forward, Wellin of numbers back. Gleeson. Gouveia now, all onto his left foot. Diogo Gouveia tries to work an opportunity, slips it in oh. towards Gleeson. It was just, again, stopped by the wall of Josh Steele. <laughs> and now... Toby Sime just runs over to see the ball behind. So many of these opportunities. If Hitchin can just slip that final ball in behind, yeah. they'll be in on goal. That was almost there, a little keyhole pass. They almost made it. You know, it started off with all the, every Hitchin player in mm. the well in half, you know, keeping the pressure on. Turl now across the Bradley Bell. Back to Cavan Cotter. Still very encouraging this from Hitchin. Cotter tries to switch. Josh Steele as well, not his finest moment of the season in the defeat away at Ware this season. His second yellow card for leaving the field, nature called. He had to go off for a, a bit of an emergency comfort break. He was on a yellow card already and it, because he didn't tell the referee he was leaving the pitch, he was, once he came back on after doing whatever his teal fires a shot a long way over the crossbar and into the stand. Once he came back on, the referee booked him again and that was his marching orders. So... Could have just yeah. waited a little bit longer or done a Gary Lineker, perhaps. Yeah, done a Lineker or done a Paula Radcliffe and see what the ref had to make of that. <laughs> Not sure, but uh, I'm sure he won't do it again either way. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but Josh Steele, one goal this season. Uh, had Yeah, in that wear game as well. Downward header, actually, from a free kick. So um, Against his old club. So not the finest return. He's also played for Margate as well as uh, Basildon United and Harlow Town where he played with Hitchin defender uh, Lane Eady for the Essex side. Flick forward here by uh, Idiokoa. Nice work by Wilkinson. Back to Kevin Cotter. He can drive forward through the middle of the park. Cotter now. Diogo Gouveia on the edge of the box. Still Gouveia. Right foot now. Chips the ball back across. Ooh. It came off somebody. It came off a Welling man. The head of a Welling man and behind for a corner. Six left in the first half. It's all hitching. <laughs> yeah. Nice jinking run there. And, uh, uh, and a little uh, cheeky chip into the middle by uh, Diogo Gouveia there. Shame uh, a hitching play can get onto the end of it. But mm. nonetheless, a corner um, is the result. So... Been some yeah. of the best football Hitchin have played this season, but they are <laughs> one nil down uh, to Welling Garden City here, and these things happen, of course. But Hitchin just trying to keep that pressure on. This is a crucial period in the game. Guvea onto his left foot, cuts back Ooh. in onto his right. Now shoots, and his left foot spilled <laughs> by Crowley. Good save by Crowley, I should say, actually, because it was struck powerfully. That was a that was a good save. He was just toying with his man, wasn't he? He was toying with him. You know, the the, the uh, Welling player landed flat on his bum. Didn't know which way uh, Diogo mm. was going to go next. Toby Syme now. Idiokoa back to Syme. Right-footed cross straight to Steele. He just chested it down. 
sort of tucked his arms behind his back to avoid any penalty situations as players have to do now. Tail forward now, Bell just bundled over. The referee says Hitchin can settle for a throw-in on the right-hand side. Five left in the first half, well in one. Hitchin nil at top field. Bell now finding Stephen Gleeson. Gleeson, uh, free kick going against him actually. Gleeson fuming and uh, a free kick for Welling Garden City. As I state, say, stay with me at half-time. We'll have Ashley Hay uh, coming on to talk about that move to uh, Brentford B. But in the meantime, we will continue towards the end of this first half as Hitchin try to come back into the game. Syme gets his head to the ball. Cotter again. Chipped forward now to Wilkinson. Laying it off for Edu. who again tries to get forward, but just checks his pass back to Cotter. Rolling forward now out to Edie. Idiokoa picks up possession. First time pass from Edie. Idiokoa trying to turn down the left. Forced into a bit of a corner by Brown, but nearly gets out of it. Good defending by Brown. And then Idiokoa as a judge to have fouled his man. Just a little too physical. And a free kick for Charlie Crowley. Well in, in no rush. Yeah, Daniel Idiokoa uh, there with his... Uh, What's the word for it? He doesn't give up, does he? You know, no. He really hassles the players, hassles the ball off players. That's what I love about his style, you know. But on this occasion, it's ended up a, a free kick to the opposition. But mm. I'm sure that's not going to stop Daniel Edeco's determination to get, wrestle the ball back every time. Sunny weather here at Topfield. Nice crowd. The match day special in the Canary Kitchen. Chicken tenders topped with katsu curry sauce and spring onion on mm. a bed of long grain rice. Just having a look at it now and feeling very, very hungry indeed. <laughs> so make sure to come down to Topfield. There are different match day specials that are on every week and there have been some absolute blinders while I've been away as well. So great food as always here at Topfield. Part of you know, one of many parts of the club that's been revamped really in recent years. A long way from... What it used to be, Guvea turning forward now, playing it into Wilkinson on the turn. Back onto his right foot, he's going to shoot here. Finley Wilkinson, and it's oh. flying away into the fence behind the goal. He knows he can hit them from there, and he's just got to pick himself up and keep going because when they come off, he can score from anywhere. Yeah, definitely the right idea there. He, he made uh, you know made the space for himself. I'm sure he'd be kicking himself that he wasn't able to keep the ball down on that uh, in that moment. Goal kick then for uh, Charlie Crowley. Club captain last season, but the armband is now uh, worn by James uh, Mully, the number eight. Rewarded after a tremendous season last year by being made club captain, but it was Crowley last season. The Tottenham Hotspur supporter, Edie now. Wilkinson making a run down the left, and Edie has scuffed his ball down the line straight out for a throw-in, and Stephen Gleeson absolutely furious <laughs> uh, with his senior teammate. He's got absolutely right, every right to, to, to be furious. He, um, he made a real hash of that one, uh, mm. Lane Eady. You've got some Irish blood, haven't you, Martin? And <laughs> I, do, I do indeed, yeah. <laughs> Stephen Gleeson, he certainly can be on the feisty side. And <laughs> we'll actually be watching him in the dugout on Wednesday night. Hitch and take on Royston in the FA Youth Cup. You can hear that live and exclusive on HDFC Radio. And Stephen Gleeson, a similar personality <laughs> when he's coaching as well as when he's playing. I can imagine, yeah. Tell now. Hitchin beating Alzi in the previous round. Lovely back heel here. Guvea into Bell. Guvea gets it back, goes past his man. Referee says no foul. Gleason though pops the ball into Lane Edy. Crossing the ball back in, deflected. Headed away. Wilkinson then shoots. And there was an offside flag against Lane Edy. And Hitchin just have to be better in these final situations. Edy, who scored, scored from a similar position away at Long Eaton. What a lovely goal, but 
It's frustrating now for the Canaries. Wellen will be counting down the moments for, for half-time as well. They are hanging on in there at the moment. The referee now just telling Charlie Crowley to just speed things up as well because they'll be very keen to get through to half-time. 1-0 down and Hitchin. I think there's no need really for them to make any changes. There's Isaac Galliford, there's George Devine in terms of the attacking options, but they have just to keep playing. They've got to be patient here. And even worse comes to the worst one, all is a replay on Tuesday night, and you'll take that rather than being dumped out of the cup, of course. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I don't see any real need to, to change at half-time, but um, yeah, as the second half progresses, if, if Hitchin haven't scored, then uh, mm. yeah, they're going to have to reassess. Ball back now to Kieran Jones. Final 15 seconds uh, of the first half. Jones straight to Idiokoa, trying to turn the former Luton Academy man. He's clattered in the end. It was a combination of two well in men, but the second brought him down without any contact on the ball. Gleason takes quickly, and again the referee says he can't, but everyone seemed pretty ready. The ball was still. Now Gleason will take it. Finally, Diogo Gouveia. He's been one of Hitchens' shining lights, as he always is. Bell trying to dink the cross in, deflected away again and smashed long over the top by Watkins, who had dropped in. Toby Syme back defending well, though, and just turns, lays the ball back to Charlie Horlock. We continue into added on time at the end of the first half. Edie now into Stephen Gleeson. No sign of how much has been added on, actually. You see the... One of the Hitchin coaching staff sitting, holding the electronic board, but no indication of it flickering into life yet. Edie takes the throw-in into Charlie Horlock. Just laying the ball to Kieran Jones. Jones strolling forward. I still remember it. it was pieces of card that would show the numbers that would be either the substitutions or the added time. It was a good day. I think it was a big pre-season game. And they introduce the electronic board here for the first time. Here's Till, lovely turn, trademark from Idiokoa. He can't find Bell, who is a judge not to have fouled his man. And now Idiokoa sizing up across. Cotter shoots. He had so much time, but he went first time. He blazed the half volley over the bar. Surely he could have just brought that down and tried to plant it home. He really should have. He had acres of space, plenty of time. Just one, one touch would have done it to control the ball mm. and, uh, you know, steady himself before shooting. Great shame. That's a real wasted opportunity. Lovely move again. Bell winning the ball back from Colozzi. Finding Idiokoa, who is just so good in that tight space. And Cotter had to do better. He was just leaning back. If that pays off. It's spectacular, of course, and he can hit them. That will be half-time then. It's well in who lead, Martin, but if only we had possession stats at this level of football because they tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, it's, it's got to be at least 70-30 off the top of my head for Hitchin. Yeah, chances created, you know, uh, plenty of chances created. Well in often we're resorting to just belting it down the middle and leaving Henry Jones to run at the defence uh, or chase the ball down the middle. You know, um, yeah, I'm confident in the second half Hitch will continue to create chances, but they've got to take those chances. Yeah, they absolutely do. Well, we're going to be joined by Ashley Hay uh, in a few minutes' time, so we'll wait for him. But well in taking the lead, it, it's been hitching, you know, on top of this game from start to finish. But that one attack, 26 minutes, ball laid off to Winter, and it was, it was a great finish. And Hitchin maybe could argue they've not had as many clear-cut chances as that. They've had a couple sort of on the edge of the box, a couple half chances, but Winter, he's a proper goal scorer, clearly. Yes, definitely. 
definitely a keen eye for goal, you know. So uh, yeah, got to be wary in the second half. I mean, he hasn't had loads of he hasn't had loads of touches, you know. Mm. But be wary of him because he's clearly got a low centre of gravity and really pacey. And that, that was a devastating finish. So mm. we can't afford him any any time on the ball. Well, as we wait for Ashley Hay, I've got another interview to play you because former Wingate and Finchley man Daniel Amovan uh, has joined Hitchin Town as well. He's a left wing back and he spoke to me about his move to Hitchin uh, on Thursday night. Games on the bench now, watching them from the sidelines. What have you made of your new squad? Um, watching along, I can see there's a lot of talent there. Um, I'm seeing how the, how the boys play, gelling together with them a little bit more and more and uh, looking forward to the season, really. How did the move come about from Wingate and Finchley a couple of weeks ago now? Uh, well, at the end of last season, we decided to part ways with Wingate. Mm. And um, this opportunity kind of just arise. I already knew Cav from uh, Wingate last season as well, so it was just an easy transition, really. I've already known a few of the boys as well from playing in uh, Luton and a few other clubs when I was younger, so uh, yeah, it was quite easy. So obviously it's a few weeks into the season now. Are you sort of trialling around a bit in the summer or are you just enjoying a bit of time away from football? Um, a bit of both, really. I mean, it's good to recharge. Mm. And so you're able to really come back and miss football a little bit so you can really push and enjoy yourself when you're playing again. I've been, been around a few places, but I'm happy I'm here now. What have you made of Cavan Cotter then when you played with him? He's made a really good start, actually, returning to Hitchin. <laughs> um, some call him David Beckham. <laughs> I wouldn't say that personally, but you can see every time he plays, the quality is really there. Mm. Yeah. And yourself, left-sided defender, so Hitchin likes to sort of operate a back three or a back five. Do you feel like you can play out at wing-back as well as in the centre of defence? What's your favourite position? Uh, well, my favourite position is actually left wing-back. Mm. So... Uh, I can do that and also I used to be a centre-back as well so that's something I can do. I've played right-back, I've played right-centre-back as well so I can do across the back line but my favourite position I'd say left wing-back. You one who likes to get up and down because it's certainly the way Hitchin like to play. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the way Brad and Laney get up yeah. and down. That. I'll try and replicate that as much as possible, I'll do better. Lots of competition for places at the moment with Hitchin. You, have you had to be a little bit patient so far and does that make you even more keen for your opportunity when it comes? Yeah, I mean... Training each week, seeing how the people in my position and people around me play, you can only understand why I haven't, why I haven't had the opportunity because there's a lot of competition. But I mean, I just need one chance and then mm. I'll be able to show what I've got and I'll work as hard as I can to keep that. That was Daniel Amovon, uh, Hitchin's uh, newest signing. Left wing back has just come in and. Well, Ashley Hay joins me live. Ash, the last time I spoke to you was also Hitchin Town against Welling. Uh, Welling Garden City. Well, you just scored your first goal, was, hadn't you, yeah. for Hitchin Town against yeah. Welling Garden City? Uh, almost a year later, you stand here as a player for for the Brentford B team. How does that sound? Crazy, man. It's, it still feels surreal, to be honest. Um, ain't really had time to let it sink in, but no, I'm enjoying it, man. It's good to be back here with the boys. Yeah, back at top field, watching on, and you've sort of been in and out of Hitchin Town. It's a long old trial. You were sort of towards the end of the sort of legal trial period yeah. by the end. What was it like being there for that long? You know, did, did it feel at times as, is this going to happen? Is this not going to happen? Yeah, definitely. So I was quite unsure. There's always that um, bit of doubt in your mind, mm. but you try to push past it. And luckily, well, luckily we got the correct answer. Yeah, going, wanted to hear. going back to the start, I can imagine it was a, a scout who, who brought the move about or how, how did you be put in touch with Brentford in the first so place? I just got contacted by the head of recruitment 
mm. um, asking about where I'm playing and um, if I have an agent or anything. And then I went down for a week trial towards the end of last season. Um, went well, and then I got invited back to pre-season, and mm. yeah. What was that first trial like? How how did you feel going into that? A it Premier was, League club setting? It was crazy. I, I didn't even think it was real. Even mm. to the moment I pulled up at the gates, I thought it was fake. I thought <laughs> someone was like pranking me online or something. But yeah, it was it was surreal, man. Being in a such a top environment, it's crazy. What's it been like? Because obviously, you know, you're playing with David Beckham's son to yeah, name really. one. Have you, have you had much chance to, to speak with him? And have you had much interaction with the first team as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Romeo's a top lad. Um, all the lads are top, to be fair. Mm. Um, everyone's welcomed me really well. Um, first team, I've trained against the first team a couple of weeks ago, played a game against them, mm. and I've been doing a lot of set-piece work with the first team, um, helping them for match days and corners, throw-ins, free kicks, and it's, it's so enjoyable, man. You're obviously a big Arsenal fan, and Brent, yeah. Brentford have caused us problems over the years. What, you know, have you ever thought much about them before? Have you, or is this the first time they've sort of really properly come to your attention? To be fair, it is one of the first times they've properly come to my attention. I, obviously, I knew a few of the players. I knew of Tony, Rissa, Umbremo, mm. a few of the players, but a lot of it's quite new to me. So that's why I feel like it's such a great thing so I'm not I'm not I don't feel s amazingly starstruck and I can get yeah. on in my game and learn from it talk to me about this summer you had a tour to Spain you scored against the B team of Real Betis yeah. not bad going what yeah. was that like it was it was crazy man it was it was a really good tour mm. um, out in the heat playing football every day it was it was challenging but there was always a lot of time to rest and recover um, yeah the goal come nicely to me from the wide to out the edge of the box and hit it across a goal and yeah I mean your usual pre-season we're looking at sort of stop fold away yeah. you know all yeah. of those kind of games running sessions at the arena yeah. uh, must have been must have been very different talk to me a bit about the Brentford B team because it's something that's quite new sort of in modern football we see it a bit more in the continent um, but where does it what sort of league are you playing in how does it differentiate from your sort of under 23 so there's it's quite a competitive league to say as such but there's there's games almost every week and one of the main objectives is the Premier League Cup, mm. which we won last year. Um, so we got our first Premier League Cup game against Fulham in a couple of weeks. Mm. And then we've got, um, before that, we've got a game against Watford, first team. I think it might be behind closed doors because mm. um, it's international break at the moment. And then, yeah, the, the league's good. It's really enjoyable. Your style of play, obviously, your jump brings yeah. you. I can imagine anyone sort of looking out for your game. You're certainly going to notice that jump straight away. Your aerial ability scored a lot of goals last season at Hitchin, supporters player of the year. How how have the coaches worked with you so far? What sort of parts of the game have they really enjoyed watching? The coaches are doing. Oh, they're so supportive and they want to get the best out of me as as much as possible. And mm. obviously, it's two different styles of play being at academy and being in the men's football, um, but. I'm really enjoying getting used to it. It's all sharp, one-touch, two-touch football. A lot of it is on the ground, so I don't get to header it that much. But they um, they really like my work rate, pressing down the keeper, and that's, that's how we play. It's really enjoyable. You've told me a lot about sort of the sacrifices your family have made, the support yeah. you've had from your friends. Who do you want to thank sort of at a moment like this? You had the picture with your family yesterday. I saw yeah. that Brentford put out. But who, who would you like to sort of 
give thanks to at this point in your career after such a big landmark? Everybody, my mum, my dad, uh, my brother, all my friends, my nan, my granddad, <laughs> um, Berkey, Jonesy, mm. all the lads, honestly. Everyone's helped me in such such amazing ways that you wouldn't even think of. And yeah, throughout the whole season, they've pushed me and kept me going. And even from the moment I joined, I felt so welcome. So mm. I've got to thank everyone. Yeah, you've come up here from Baldock Town, you know, yeah. Biggles Way Town, and then and then Hitchin, and now playing B team football for a, a Premier League club. Your phone must have gone mad yesterday. Honestly, it was it was unreal. I, I went down for dinner and I, I couldn't eat at all. <laughs> I normally eat living seven meals a day, but I could not eat last night. As soon as that announcement was made, mm. my phone was flooded with messages, and I just appreciate everyone that's congratulated me and look we've seen players before move on and potentially go on loan go on trial and we think you know what sort of hope it doesn't work out we want them back here everyone i've spoken to here has said love it i'd love it if ash does well and if he if he doesn't they know we'd love to have you back here but everyone at hitchin has been so pleased yeah, that, that I... it's gone through and it's been almost nervy for us as well because it, it's been on a knife edge for a long yeah, time it really has but yeah i appreciate everyone that's been congratulating me it's been nothing but positive and honestly it's <laughs> it ain't even sunk in yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Were you sort of talking to your friends while the trial was going on, or were you trying yeah. to keep it quiet? Yeah, to my my close friendship group, my my four closest friends, five closest mm. friends, they knew about it because obviously I was up there for quite a while. So they were buzzing when they found out that I finally got through with it and I got offered the contract. How different is it to hitching to non-league football, the social side of things? You mentioned eating seven meals a day. I can't imagine that's yeah. going to continue for much <laughs> no, longer. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, it is It is really different. Training every single day, mm. eating healthy in the gym every day, um, making sure you're recovering for training session next day, for the match on the weekend, the preparation, you do analysis. It's, mm. it's crazy, man. You've been plumbing as your yeah. as your livelihood, and I, I've heard that's had to come to an end during the trial. You're playing full-time football. What's what's that like? Yeah, it's it is a very nice transition being <laughs> able to play football every single day. But um, my boss, Little Dave, mm. as they called him, uh, the Bulldog manager, okay. he's helped me out so much throughout this as well. He's been mm. so understanding with me. Um, even when he took me on, he said. Uh, that he wants me to push forward in my football as well and he'd always help me in the meantime and that's exactly what he's done he's he's been so great with me a number of hitching players sort of moving on to good things now mark burke i know is a proud man kane smith at stevenage yeah. will wright Crawley town even jake hutchinson's just made a move to uh, to to lower lower league football in scotland what is it do you think about mark burke and this club that sort of helped these players to kick on because you're still very young as well yeah. in your footballing career yeah he just helps everyone push towards their goals and he, he won't he won't hold you back when he knows that there's an opportunity mm. for you to go higher he's he's really understanding and I've, I've got to thank him a lot for that and jonesy also they helped me out mm. a lot I'm sure we'll see you around at Topfield a lot this season. Definitely. What have you made of this game so far? We can't quite believe our hitching aren't in front know, because they're playing some lovely football. I know. We had a couple of chances. I thought we were going to grab a goal. Mm. Uh, they had a nice couple of chances as well. They took their goal really well. You've got to give it to them, to be fair. But hopefully, I reckon we'll be able to claw back in the second half. Hitchin holding on to most of the squad from last season. A couple yeah. of players coming in, though. Isaac Gallifard, yeah. Danny Diacoa. How important is he top, so signing top. him on? Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's composure his drive and 
his strength, man, especially for his size, he's, he's such a good player. Mm. It's so enjoyable to play with. How do you see the Canaries doing this season? Do you, you know, it's we talk to Mark Burke a lot about the sort of it's, it's false nines now. In certainly yeah. your absence, there is no hold-up man. Do you think Hitchin need a, a, a real number nine, an Ashe replacement, <laughs> or do you think actually what they've got is is more than adequate? I, I think I think we've got more than enough ability within the team to push forward and at least make playoffs this year. And mm. I think I think we'll do great things again. I, I really think we do. There, there's certainly high hopes at the end of last season that Benadorn trip yeah. <laughs> everyone was just saying you know at the end of the season Hitchin, Hitchin really could push for playoffs how, we, how do you plan to keep an eye on the Canaries this season are um, you going to balance it out with your games be listening in I'm I've sure I've always got the notifications on my phone every single game they're popping up telling me who's scoring I tune into the radio when I can the, that's why the radio is such a great thing for people that can't make the games they can still listen to it and know exactly what's going on from wherever you are yeah, we'll have to get you on at some point and, yeah, uh, as a co-commentator. And, and for Brentford, are a lot of these games behind closed doors or, or are they open to the public at um, this level? Some of them are behind closed doors, um, but yeah, I think I think majority of them will be open yeah. to the public. Yeah. Second half coming up here, then the Welling players just starting to come back out onto the pitch. So I will let you go, Ash, but how do you see the second half going? If we level off the 90 minutes, we'll be off to a replay. Yeah, we're uh, getting it back. 2-1 hitching. 2-1 hitching. There we go. <laughs> Pleasure to see you. Thank you so much for going over. I'm sure you've had a, a number of requests from, from people who've been wanting to see you. What's your, what's your reception been like at top field oh, today? It's, last it's of been all? amazing. Everyone's, everyone's welcomed me so nicely. And once again, I've just got to thank every single one. Everyone that's here for me and supporting me so nicely. Thanks very much for joining us, Ash. Enjoy the second half and all of the best this Thank season. You, sure Come we'll on, Canaries. <laughs>Well, that was Ashley Hay then speaking to me on HTFC Radio. Great uh, to see him. The second half uh, now just a few Jay. minutes away. The jingle deciding not to work, but there we go. We'll get that on <laughs> another time. JLR Autos and IZNet kindly uh, supporting us here uh, on HTFC Radio. Martin, you've been uh, around the ground. What's what's the atmosphere like out there? It seems like most Hitchin fans, they, they know how well the Canaries played in that first half. Yeah, definitely. I was just talking uh, to um, yeah some uh, regular supporters here, and um, yeah, I get the feeling everyone's quite quietly confident. A bit disappointed that Hitchin haven't been able to uh, make their dominance uh, show, mm. but um, yeah, roll on second half. Great to chat with Ash. There still hasn't sunk in for him. I don't think the fact he has made this move uh, to Brentford B. He's already played against and sort of trained with the first team in the setup there. Just an in incredible opportunity, and firmly believe. In life and in football, good things happen to good people. And Ash Hay is certainly uh, one of those good people and still just 20 years of age. Who knows where his career might take him. But in the meantime, he'll be watching on from the sidelines as Hitchin will uh, kick us back off. They'll be kicking towards their favoured Fishponds Road end uh, in the second half. Butts close, Hitchin swimming pool over that way. And it's going to be Daniel Idiokoa, who Ashe was full of praise for at half-time to get us back underway uh, for this second half. Referee whistled to his lips. Idiokoa finding Gleeson and Gleeson out to uh, Kaitel. Martin Burke is back alongside myself, Freddie Cardi. And Martin Hitchin surely just have to pick themselves up where they left off. Yes, they do. Yeah, and straight from the kickoff here, we can see that you know they're immediately pushing upfield. Mm. You know, Bradley Bell on the right flank in front of us here. You know, so uh, yeah, hopefully they can make that dominance and, and possession. Uh, you know, uh, play. You know, in the territory because, like I say, in the first half, 
you know, um, the majority of the possession was played in uh, in Wellens' half. So, you know, got to take those opportunities, though. Do get in touch in the second half. Let us know who's supporting, who you are, where you're listening in from. If you'd like a shout-up, we'll do so throughout the game. Get in touch on Twitter, at Cardi Freddy or at Hitchentown FC, uh, or on the chat feature on the HTFC radio website. Plenty of ways uh, to get involved. Come and say hello. Free kick here uh, for Welling Garden City over on the right-hand side. Interesting history, Welling, founded over 100 years ago now. They were amalgamated with local rival Shredded Wheat FC uh, 10 years later, as there used to be a, a factory in Welling. Okay. Also ground-shared with Murphy Radio, who were another factory team, of course, a big part of Welling when the, the town was still still young. Ground-shared with a couple of teams. They uh, were Welling Garden United for a while from 1968, and they moved to their current stadium. And yeah, I suppose uh, shredded Garden City isn't so catchy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Welling Garden Wheat, yeah, it can't, can't really work. But shame that nickname sort of didn't stick, the Shredders or something. Prefer, prefer that probably to the citizens, but throwing down the left-hand side here. 1-0, though, they do lead as Kieran Jones takes it over the halfway line. And now uh, Brad Bell, Danny Diakoa picks up possession, he's got some space, he's got quick feet, prods it through for Bell, the offside flag goes oh. up, Bell... Able to cross the ball in. I think he knew as well as there's no complaints directed over towards the uh, assistant referee on the near side. And again, Hitchin, they have not gone long once, have they? They've just kept it on. They've kept it down and played. Yes, absolutely. And that was, you know, it was a pretty tight offside call there. Mm. But uh, Daniel Idiokoa, yeah, using some good trickery there. Nice little uh, dink pass from the outside of the boot. Um, not to be this time, but yeah, they're keeping the pressure on. Yeah, two gone in the second half. Hitchin trail uh, by one goal to nil. Here, now oh, Welling coming forward again. Down the left-hand side of Wadkins. Just played out and behind uh, for a Welling Garden City throw-in. So, yeah, good to talk with Ashley Hay at half-time. If you did miss any of the interview, though, you can listen back to this commentary in full uh, on the Canary Club podcast. Just search for the Canary Club podcast uh, wherever you'd like to listen. I'll also be over to talk to Mark, uh, well, Adam Parker today and whoever uh, our IDNet HTFC Radio Man of the Matches. That'll be up on social media probably tomorrow morning as it's my mum's 50th party this evening, so I can't imagine much work will be getting done uh, at my house later on today. And all of the interviews as well in full uh, golden video will be up on Hitchens' YouTube channel tomorrow morning in the part of the Match Day View series, Tim Kitchener. Uh, doing great things, uh, filming the highlights and then editing up our interviews as well. So make sure to go and give that a watch uh, on YouTube. Martin will be selecting our man of the match this evening. Sidiakoa flicks it forward. Defending here to do. Finney Wilkinson puts the pressure on. Charlie Crowley in the orange goalie strip. Luton Town orange almost. A little more luminous perhaps than the Hatters. <laughs> do like your away kit this season actually, the white one. Yeah, I've always, I've always kind of preferred the white kit myself. Although, uh, you know, uh, the orange, uh, the orange home kit's reminiscent of the uh, late 70s, early 80s kit with the mm. uh, with the white stripe down it uh, amongst the orange. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, the away kit's looking pretty natty. Up and over the top here, Wilkinson again looking to run in behind against uh, Charlie Crowley. Seven of Hitchens' 11 goals this season have come in the second half. So if there is a time to score, it's usually been after half-time. And that's what they'll have to do today to keep their FA Cup hopes alive uh, in this current season, the Canaries. Daniel Winter's goal still separating the two sides of Welling. Uh, in front of top field, good pressure here from Henry Jones and Lane Eady. 
Meady able to uh, clear. Up for a well-in throw-in. Henry Jones up there is a, still a teenager. Stepped up from the club's under-18 side. He was an outstanding goal scorer there. Scored one of the goals of the season for the senior team last year as well, away at Hadley. Jones now turning down the right-hand side, trying to work across. And the assistant referee looked like he was going to give a well-in throw-in. Just changed his mind uh, and signalled the other way. So well in, beating Essex Senior League leaders Romford 3-1 in the preliminary round. They lost 2-1 to Hartford Town at that stage last season. But in 2021, they did reach the, the third round of qualifying. So they have got FA Cup pedigree. That was just the second time in the club's history uh, in 2021. Whoever wins as well in this round will receive £2,250. The loser uh, will get £750. Well, and have already earned uh, 1444 exactly with that win over Romford. Get all the way to the first round proper and win there. You'll receive a whopping £41,000, which compared to just under £10,000 in the final qualifying round it makes a a whole load of difference. Yeah, that's yeah. a real game changer for mm. a club like Hitchin. 41 grand in the bank. Tell now Ford. Or indeed for Welling Garden City, you obviously had those playoff hopes a couple of years ago, dashed by the ground grading issues. And I know they, they had to put a lot of money in and working hard to sort the stadium out to make sure it was future-proofed, if you like, and to make sure it wasn't a block for any further promotion hopes. The referee just coming over here to because... Wardkins is down to the disgruntlement of some of the Hitchin fans as the Canaries look to get back into the game six minutes in the second half and the uh, physio will come on here. So Hitchin, first defeat at Topfield this season on Monday against Royston. Well, in both of their games this season, Martin, have been, both of their wins this season have come away from home and last season they picked up nine more points on their travels compared to at home last season. So rare to see that really good away form. Yeah, that's a, a, a rare thing to hear indeed for you know for, for most teams to have the contrary of uh, away form being better than home form. Well, in lead at top field here as well. It's in ninth in the Southern League Premier Division Central. Uh, nine points after six games. Not a bad return, but they will feel they should have got more out of their last couple of games after... This stage last season, they were sixth and they had picked up two more points. Wellin, on the other hand, 16th. Uh, in the Southern League Division 1 Central. A lot of quality in that league. Step four, three points for them after four games. That only league win coming away at Kidlington. Uh, two goals to nil. Chelsea nil, Nottingham Forest one. Another busy deadline day for Chelsea. And they trailed to Forest, who again were uh, fairly big spenders as well, bringing plenty of players in. I'll run you through those Premier League scores, actually, as Watkins just finishes... Receiving treatment. Sheffield United drew two all with Everton. City have retaken the lead against Fulham. They lead by two goals to one. Chelsea nil, Forest one. Burnley one, Tottenham two. Uh, and Brentford one. Uh, Bournemouth one. Christian Romero uh, put Tottenham in front just before half time. So the ball back in the hands of Charlie Crowley. A couple of minutes will be added on, I'd imagine, after uh, that stoppage. Big header away here from Kieran Jones as Hitchin try and come forward again. Looking for Wilkinson. Guivea chesting it down, but he's quickly put under pressure by James Mully. Edie now back in field to Cav Cotter. Cotter rolling the ball across now to uh, Kai Tell. 
striding forward here. A shot from range earlier in the first half. He thinks better of that this time. Idiokoa into the box. Gets the cross in, cleared away again by Josh Steele. It could have pinged anywhere, really, but behind for a corner. Yeah, a decent ball across the six-yard box there by Daniel Idiokoa. It's won the corner. A uh, shame there wasn't somebody on, on the end of it, but, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the ball he put across. But... Um, but again, still hitching pressure. Guevara and Gleeson over for the short corner. Quickly, though, two Welling players go over to uh, put him under some pressure. Guevara will take then. Gleeson just walks away towards the box into a slow jog now, luring his man away. Guevara, delivery. It's a good one. Flapped away by the goalkeeper. It might fall for Gleeson. The referee almost in the way. And Welling can bring the ball forward, played first time down the left-hand side. Not a bad ball. Bradley Bell does really well, though. Winter was right on his toes. And Bell just turned and laid the ball back off to Charlie Horlock. It mm. remains hitching nil, Welling one. Yeah, nice composure there from Bradley Bell. Charlie Horlock, always difficult. And the ball's spinning one way or another as well. And you're backtracking as a defender, put under pressure. Both of these teams can call on... Three of their seven substitutes compared to five that they'd usually have in reserve on a league game. And both teams using that luxury of naming a goalkeeper on the bench as well. Idiokoa. Oh, he gets into Ooh. the box. Is he brought down? No, the referee says he's dived. Daniel Idiokoa is going to receive a yellow card here. This will be fascinating viewing when we get to watch it back on Tim's highlights reel, as I say. Because any contact there and it's a stonewall penalty. But Idiokoa instead, the referee says he's gone down way too easily and he's tried to buy the spot kick. That's a real flashpoint in this game. It is, yeah. I'll be interested to see the rerun of that from, from, uh, from our viewpoint here. You know, I, I saw some contact, a bit of a barge. Maybe he made the most of it, but I think there was certainly contact. There you go. Shout out to James Haley. He's just tweeted saying that he's tuned in, listening into the coverage. So, Idiokoa booked for diving. Not often you see that at this level of football, you'd like to think, anyway. It's now Teal turning. And one thing I will say is if there was no contact, the referee is well within his rights to pull out the yellow card. I'm always pleased to see it. From my view, I, I can't tell you either way, but Gleason's headed it forward now, looking for Finley Wilkinson. Good work again by Steele, turning away. Clearing forward up to Josh Bryant. Turn 21 in July. Only finds Kai Till. They chipped over the top. Wilkinson was offside. And just lets the ball run through to Charlie Crowley. Idiokoa over to put him under pressure. But those Hitchin fans, they will swear that they saw contact and they will be very, very annoyed. Yes, of course. You know, all eyes uh, on the instant there with the Canaries fans switching uh, mm. uh, down to the other end for, um, at, for the second half. And those, those fans certainly deserve to see a goal in this mm. game. Yeah, yet to have a penalty this season, so unsure as to who would step up and take it. Idio Koa, I'm sure, would have put his name in the hat having won it, but not to be. Booked for diving, the former Luton midfielder. Cotter now laying it off for Kieran Jones forward, another former hatter as well. Play for Norwich as well, so it's played for both of England's Canaries. <laughs> Idio Koa now to Turl. Bell went wide and opened up some space for Guvea. Tried to nutmeg his man and it was too easy for uh, Boudou to win the ball oh, back. But nice Hitchin come forward again. Bradley Bell now laying the ball off for Stephen Gleeson. Back to Bradley Bell! Oh, into yeah. the back of the net! Bradley Bell equalises with his left foot and Hitchin of hope in the <laughs> FA Cup. One all. That was a really well-worked goal. You know, it started with the um, tenacity of uh, uh, Guvea. Switched the ball uh, out to the left flank. Uh, beautifully put away by, by Bradley Bell. 
great team goal. That's much more like it, as you say, Martin. And Hitchener threatened that kind of goal all afternoon. It was initially lost, but Hitchin kept the attack going uh, into the box. Pulled back nicely by Stephen Gleeson. And Bell, on his weaker left foot, Charlie Tr Crowley tried to come out and Bell just placed it past him. And it's his second goal of the season. He netted against Royston. Two in two now for the man they call the backstick bomber. <laughs> Great stuff. Hitchin stayed uh, true to their style. Like you say, they've been playing uh, that kind of creative football throughout the game, mm. uh, keeping it down passing well you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to uh, to see that kind of goal very interesting to see how well in approach the rest of this game now they can no longer hold on to that lead a draw sees a replay at their ground which I'm sure they will be more in fond, fond of than Hitchin who will just keep putting the pressure on but it's no more than what Hitchin deserve definitely I, I think uh, Wellington City going to start to panic a little bit now you know they, they've been sitting back Defending deep, mm. but um, yeah, now they're, they're going to have to make something happen because uh, if Hitchin keep on with this relentless pressure, you know, it's going to pay dividends, I'm sure. Ed now to Jones, back to Toby Simon. You talked him up in the first half, Martin, about Bradley Bell, how he can get forward, how impressive he's been. He's had yes. another good game. He picks the ball he up here in a lot of space, down by the touchline, delivering the low cross, Guvea on the turn, shooting, deflected, oh, or it came off Finley Wilkinson, I think. And he might well have been in an offside position, but he blocked the effort of Diogo Vivea. Hitchin will win a throw-in, though. Here we are. This, is, this got a crowd going now. Idiokoa mm. to Bell. Hitchin trying to put a stop to Wellens' cup set. Oh, Guvea's let it run for Idiokoa, who again just fell over in the box. Now Gleeson will roll the ball all the way back to Charlie Horlock. Hitchin one, Wellen one. Gleeson with that assist for Bell, lovely work goal and here they come again, Wilkinson to Turl who's going to join the attack, Bell's gone in a number nine role here <laughs> as Turl delivers a cross on his left foot, cleared away, high, Jones great header forward, physical and then it's a misplaced pass by James Colozzi who in the end found his man and then plays long over the top, Colozzi who's last run out here at top field, a 4-2 win for Kings Langley on Boxing Day, he was excellent and Kings Langley relegated. He decided not to try his luck at step three. He was going to actually stay down at step four. And he was one of the signings of the summer, really, at that level for Wellin. Again, it's a header away from Josh Steele. Guvea was over there. Cotter tries to win it back. Physical against Zach Brown. Over the top here. And Jones just lets the ball run all the way back to Horlock, who gives it straight to Kieran Jones. Doing well off the pitch for Hitchin, third in our HCFC Radio Fantasy Premier League league as well. Well, he's doing better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and myself as well. Difficult starts uh, for both of us. I think Marek might be doing okay, but he would normally be one to brag about it, and we haven't heard from him actually. So he's in coaching action this afternoon down in Perton. He said it was nil nil at half time. Not sure of the latest though, but he is tuned in. Gleason, Toby Syme now coming forward. Wilkinson trying to hold off his man, back to goal, as he often can be. Switch wide now to Lane Eady. Back to Stephen Gleeson. He has been instrumental today. Absolutely outstanding from the Irishman. Switch now to Kai Turl. Bell up there as well. Gleeson's there at the back post, gets his head down to it still, wins the ball back, tries to clear, and in the end does, under pressure from Bell and Wilkinson. 
You're absolutely right. What well, you're saying about Gleeson, uh, though, Philly. You know, he's the kind of linchpin of this game. You know, he's allowing the others to have this creativity. Onto his right foot, back onto his left now. Guevara into the box, slipping the ball across. Good clearance away by Boudou. I think one of your first commentaries of Oscar Uvea scored from similar range against Potter's Bar in the Senior Cup. He mm. delivers across here. Strong header away again by Yasin Boud, who Cotter gets there. It'll fall for Keitel, takes it down. Wilkinson in the box, turning, shooting, and it's blocked by Alex Harris. It is all one-way traffic. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it goes see, really at sixes and sevens right now. Hitching it, really getting under their skin. The crowd are, are getting a bit more vocal. Not even one-way traffic, it's a one-way road at the moment. <laughs> there is nothing coming the other way. And Gouveia is going to take the corner now for the Canaries. It's one all, 62 minutes in, and Hitchin fans will be thoroughly enjoying this. They, they know they've got a real cup game on their hands and their side are, are dominating proceedings, but they aren't going to make a change here, but I don't think many will be too annoyed about this. Isaac Gallifard, who had to go off uh, in that game against... Royston Town defeated against his old side. He's going to come on now and replace Steve Gleeson, who is in the latter years of his career. He's still struggling maybe to find 90 minutes, but again, that's an attacking change by Mark Burke bringing on Isaac Gallifard. Yes, definitely. Isaac Gallifard's going to yeah, present a new, uh, new dif difficulties for the uh, Wellington City team. It's not going to get any easier for them. Straight over to assist Guvea with this corner kick here. Guvea raises two arms in the air. Delivers it in towards the near post. Oh, it's blocked. It might fall for Gallifard. It's cleared away. Cotter's back there. He's going to play in a more deep-lying role. Turns. Shoots wide. That was not far away. Decent effort. Cav Cotter, he's blasted a couple over. And that was another nicely worked goal. Not goal, sorry. <laughs> he's closed in, yeah, because he's, he's, he's had a couple of wild efforts so far in the game, Cavan Cotter. But that one is um, getting nearer to the mark, you know. The temperature is ramping up in this game yeah, right now. and no surprise to see Josh Bryant down at the moment. Welling are going to get a man on to treat him. So I can tell you about the attendance. 540 uh, through the gates here at Topfield for this FA Cup first qualifying round game. So another really good crowd. We had almost 800 here on Bank Holiday Monday. Of course, it's an all Hertfordshire affair, uh, but great to see another big attendance in. So Bryant down receiving some treatment. Previously at Royston, earlier in his uh, career, former Hartford Town left back. Dual registered with Chesant as well, so we'll be playing a bit of step-free football uh, this season when the opportunity comes. And all a bit breathless there, Martin, I think we've, we've noticed. <laughs> it was just attack, attack, attack for Hitchin Town, and this is a very handy opportunity for Welling to slow things down and get some instructions from Mark Weatherstone. Yeah, they need a good breather, a bit of a drinks break, a bit of... Um uh, realignment, as it were, because um, it's all hitching. They're causing chaos in the uh, in the uh, Welling Garden City defence, you know. And um, like I say, I've been so impressed with Isaac Gallifard, what I've seen of him so far mm. um, in pre-season and so far this season, you know. And um, yeah, he's really going to give him a bit of a headache now, I think. Yeah, he as was well. replaced by Cavan Cotter for this game, tight hamstring, forcing him to come off. Mark Burke didn't want to take any chances. The man that scored two goals this season. One was against Royston, one was against St Ives, opening the scoring very early on in that game. And every time you're here, we get, we get good games of football by the looks of it. We'll be hearing a lot more of you this season, I'm sure, as well. First time we've done one together, though, isn't it? Cause That's right. Uh, yeah, usually yeah. you and Marek when I'm away, so good to work with you because we're going to be a bit like ships passing in the night, I think, at times this season. We will, we will. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, no, pleasure to be uh, sat here with you, Freddie, uh, for, uh, for this game. 
It's uh, been entertaining so far. Mm. Hopefully it's going to end in a, in a positive note. Goal kick for Crowley as we are back and Brian OK to continue. Haaland has made it Man City free, Fulham one. So any hopes of a Fulham fight back and no more by the looks of it. Oh, Potter good. heading forward. I've got him down as my triple captain this triple week. Triple captain, uh, goal and an assist. There you go. <laughs> Rolled the dice. Marek doesn't have him, which is sort of fair enough because it's almost, when everyone has a player, it's almost irrelevant how they do after a while. But here's Turl. Wide to Belt. Guver, Wilkinson and Edie Ako are all forwards. There's just so much attacking threat as Great Bell ball. delivers across. Edie heads it at the back oh. post and it's wider than the mark. It's into one of those Emirates FA Cup advertising boards that was just <laughs> to the left of the goal. Great run. Great stuff. Yeah, Bradley Bell again. That was a really good ball. You know, big fan of Bradley Bell. Mm. Yeah, difficult decision today, choosing our ID at HCFC Radio Man of the Match. It is, Luckily, you've still tricky. got 20 minutes mm -hmm. more in this game. As This time, Watkins has helped back to his feet. He's been struggling, actually, in this second half, and he's going to be replaced uh, by Ethan Kessel. That's Wellen's first change uh, in the 67th minute. So Kessel on uh, for uh, Brad Watkins, who made a good impact against Hitchin in that Hart Senior Cup final last season but he's not going to be able to do the same today Ethan Kessel midfielder or striker really another who previously played for Mark Weatherstone at Wingate and Finchley but joined well in from Burkhamstead previous experience at step five number of Essex clubs and London Lions as well Tottenham 4-1 up now Son's got a couple he's in my team so oh, good stuff. despite being an Arsenal fan I'll in <laughs> enjoy the points <laughs> Son in there, Haaland captain as always. Of course, I'm going to drop Haaland for the Luton game. Yeah. <laughs> no way he'll be up for it at the, at the Kenny on a <laughs> Tuesday night. Play through here. Kessel in behind, shooting into. Oh, it's just wide. Well, I couldn't quite tell where that ball went, but the Hitchin fans will jeer and enjoy it. But Kessel uh, simply had to score. What a chance, fresh from the bench. Yeah, that's a big miss by Kessel. You know, but. Um, yeah, Hitchin got found out there very, mm. on a pretty rapid counter-attack. So, uh, you know, um, yeah. It's been Wellen's only way of attacking, really, when they've turned the ball mm. over. They've got some quick players, and Kessel, first couple of touches after being thrown on a few seconds before, and should have scored. Massive let-off for Hitchin, who have, as I say, have been all over the citizens throughout most of this game. Guvea brought down here. The referee says no foul, and again, it's a counter-attack. Kessel will be offside. And the flag is promptly raised. Well, well done, Toby Sign for holding the line and Kai Turl as well. Holock takes the free kick quickly to Turl. 22 minutes remain. Turl floating the ball. Miscommunication with Bell, who acknowledges he should have committed forward. And Turl also agrees with that idea. So it'll be a throw in for Alex Harris for Wellin, who are just still hanging on in there, but. Great opportunity. It's uh, Stevenson, sorry, instead of Kessel, who's come on. My mistake. Uh, so number 16 shirt, in fact. Uh, so Kessel remains uh, on the bench. Bailey Stevenson, definitely more of a, an out-and-out -out striker. Bell coming forward now uh, down the right-hand side, and he's managed to win his team a corner. So great work again by Bradley Bell. Bailey Stevenson, two goals for him this season. So we'll see what he can bring to oh, the party. Zidiakoa into the box, cuts the ball back. It's always oh, fallen. Again, it's fallen for a well-in man. It's just not breaking for Hitchin in some of these set pieces. <laughs> 
That was a really, uh, yeah, really clever turn by uh, Daniel Yuko. He created the space going into the box. Yeah, but it became a bit tight there as, uh, you know, to get the, uh, the ball across the six-yard area. But, um, yeah. So Stevenson up front. Winter pushing forward. Stevenson scored in that game against Romford. Also netted in the defeat at Ware. And a throw in for Wellin now over on the far side. Zach Brown uh, will take it. Still one all here. So as things stand, we are destined for a replay on, I think, Tuesday night, judging by where, where when Wellin's fixtures are, are usually played. And we will have that one for you live on HTFC Radio. If that would be the case, one thing we do know for sure is we'll be here on Wednesday night, Hitchintown under-18s against Royston under-18s. That's the FA Youth Cup, the preliminary round of qualifying as Galliford uh, with a poor ball straight to the Welling man. That will be live from 7.30 for a 7.45pm kickoff. Myself and Marek Alionic. I, I spoke to Stephen Gleeson and Michael Jones as well, so you can hear that as part of our coverage. Son has completed his hat-trick. There's Cotter chips on over the top. Wilkinson's onside, brings the ball down, cuts onto his right, shoots. It's just not the right decision from Finley Wilkinson. He had Idi Akar up there. I thought he was going to strike it a lot earlier than he did, actually. Yeah, no, poor decision there by Finley because it was far too tight an angle, you know, to, mm. to uh, get on target. Yeah, it was blasted wide, curling wide almost in the end as well. And frustration for Hitchin, but they keep creating these opportunities. Hitchin one, Welling Garden City one. Welling. As I say, only beating Hitchin once in the 10 games between the two teams, 5-0 in the League Cup. But here comes Bailey Stevenson, who passed up that golden opportunity after coming on, laying it off here. Great work by Cotter to pinch the ball away from his opposite number, Henry Jones. And now Edie comes forward. There aren't as many numbers up there, though, but Bradley Bell's Bradley in his Bell. bike. Wilkinson tries to switch to him. The ball's just behind him, and Bell can't keep the ball in play. Again, though, the idea was there. The idea was certainly there, yeah, Bradley Bell, uh, Bell really created a belting down the right wing. Mm. Um, yeah, if that ball had uh, landed at his feet, could have caused a lot of trouble for uh, Welling Garden City, but it wasn't to be this time. Here's uh, Alex Harris then, local boy. Played football in Iowa and West Virginia as well, playing and studying in the USA. Returning from the States early this year to play under Wolfhamstow. Bit of an injury hit spell there, so he's come back to Wellin. He's one of the few hometown players in this Wellin squad. And showing his experience so far uh, at left back. Throwing down the left hand side, straight over the head of Syme and Winter, who Hitchin, for the most part, have managed to keep quiet in this game. That Wellin's goal scorer. 73 on the clock now. Hitchin will continue to come forward, but. I think they have maybe slowed down a little bit because they know one all is not the end of the world in this game. It's hard to balance how much you throw at Welling now because, again, they're showing this counter-attacking threat. Winter down the left-hand side. Ball behind for a, a Welling Garden City throw-in, though. Yeah, Jenna Winter has shown another good turn of pace down the left, uh, down the left flank. Mm. It's going to be Alex Harris to go over and uh, take. Just chips the ball up again. No massive sense of urgency, I don't think you'd say. Harris throwing the ball down into the man in the middle. Colozzi. Jones floating one over. Wilkinson Jesus. chesting it down beautifully and then turns away from his man. It's three on three. Wilkinson yes. plays for Idiokoa. He's on side. He's one on one. Yes. And he puts Hitchin 2-1 up yes. in the FA Cup. 
He runs over to celebrate with Finley Wilkinson. And for all of the talk about Wellin's counter-attacking threat, they've been undone by a swift attack from the Canaries. And it's now Hitchin who have one foot in the second round of qualifying. <laughs> yeah, Wellin's gone see got a bit of a taste of their own medicine there. Uh, Finley Wilkinson, yeah, took the sting out of the ball, brought it down. Wait, uh, Daniel Idikoi was just timing his run perfectly so he wouldn't be offside and tucked it away beautifully. Absolutely. All about the timing of that run. It was a swift attack forward, but how about the assist from Wilkinson? Controlling his chest, spinning away from his man, laying it off for Idikoi, who, as you say, timed the run, had to do so. It was suddenly three on three, and he just curled it past the goal. He's beaten at his near post. Idikoi, who... Had to wait a long time for his first goal for the Hitchin. Now is his second, two in three games for him. And all of your favourite players, Martin, are scoring here today. <laughs> Back underway, 15 minutes to go for Hitchin to hang on. And again, they are good value for their lead in this game. Turl shepherding the ball behind for a goal kick. He does really well here. So 2-1 to the Canaries after consecutive 2-1 defeats. The number two's been in all of their score lines this season, which I find quite remarkable. But I don't know what sort of that what that tells you about any of the teams. But there's been a two in every game. Here's Hall. It's all about the twos. <laughs> <laughs> Tell now on the right-hand side, Hitchin fans jumping for joy. It was something Idiaco was mocking something of a sleeping celebration. So I will ask him about that and. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Simon Merrick. He says, listening in from the beach in Fuerteventura, hoping for a Canary winner. That might have been it just there, Simon. Uh, great to have you with us. Hope you're enjoying your holiday. Here's Turl now on the right-hand side. Adam Parker watching on with Michael Jones. Hitchin knocked out early on in this FA Cup competition. It was humiliation against Haybridge last year. Hitchin were totally outclassed. They the same story against Cheshunt the year the year before. And they've not been able to replicate or come close to replicating that incredible run in 2018. But they have a squad that, when things go well, can beat anyone on their day. Here's Cavan Cotter. Another instrumental display from him against his old manager. Turl now into Toby Syme. 14 minutes remaining here. Hitchin two, well in one. Syme moves the ball wide to... Jones and again it's Hitchin happy in possession but they've still shoved everyone forward it's about five almost now for Wellen Jones is having a run here down the left hand side one and one with Brown trying to lay it off he does Wilkinson on the turn still Finley Wilkinson he's going to have a go for goal here surely it's Finley Wilkinson oh. and again his radar is completely off this afternoon it's so unlike Finley Wilkinson but it's blasted over the crossbar again yeah, he was galloping through there. He skipped past a couple of players, had a couple of options there, could have squared it out onto the right to Bradley Bell or maybe tried to find a, a, a little uh, threaded pass through to Daniel Ridicoa. But, yeah, I think he's hungry for a goal, isn't he? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, Change for well in here. It's the end of Josh Bryant's afternoon. He's not been uh, too effective over on the left wing and he's going to be replaced. This time it is Ethan Kessel uh, coming on oh, nice one. <laughs> earlier. So... 13 minutes left, it's Kessel introduced uh, along with Stevenson uh, early on. Kessel going up a cup against a couple of his former uh, teammates in Cav Cotter and well Daniel Amovum still remaining uh, on the bench. Hitchin two, well in one and 
Do Hitchin just go for the kill, go for that third goal now, Martin, or do they have to be careful? Yeah, I, I, I think they need to just keep the pressure up. You know, they could they could take the option to sort of park the bus a bit at this at this stage of the game, but you know, I think that would be sort of defying, you know, the the energy that they've, they've been playing with. So, you know, I think it'd be counterproductive. So just keep the pressure on, I'd say. Well, actually, hey, at half-time now, I think of it, said, you know what, 2-1 Hitchin at <laughs> full-time, so his <laughs> prediction at the moment uh, is coming in. Coming in. Um, really enjoyed speaking to him at half-time, as you say. You can listen back to this entire commentary uh, on the Canary Club podcast. It'll be up tomorrow morning. We've got highlights to come. We've got interviews to come as well. I'm almost as busy after the games now with stuff as I am before it with all of these notes as well. So... A big shout-out to Tim Kitchener, who's doing great things behind the camera with some of these highlights. And he was in a, a prime position over on that far side in his high-vis jacket to, to capture both of those goals from Bradley Bell and then Daniel Idiakoa, which is why Hitchin, as things stand, are progressing through to the second round of qualifying. The draw for that usually would be the next Monday as Idiakoa is flagged offside. Bradley Bell absolutely furious with the yeah, I can assistant see why. referee. But as Alex Harris sort of laughs his appeals away and yeah. says a bit of a thank you to the assistant. <laughs> yeah, I think Wellen got away with that. Mm. I, can, I can understand Bradley Bell's frustration. Jones flicking the ball back to Charlie Horlock has to scamper to keep it in and prevent what would have been a rather needless corner. So Horlock with the ball in his hand and I've got a feeling there's another hitching goal in mm. this game, Freddie. Yeah, 2-1 almost doesn't do this game justice. But no. Wellin, who've just had one win in the league, uh, one in the cup away at Romford. They've got more, F more cup action next. First qualifying round of the FA Trophy. They're at home to Basildon uh, next Saturday. They then travel to Biggleswade Town before home games against AFC Dunstable uh, and Bedford Town. Hitchin, they... Have a number of home games coming up in the league. Redditch United, Nuneaton Borough and Barwell for a trip to Kettering. After that Nuneaton game, Saturday, two weeks today, in fact, it'll be the FA Cup again, the second round of qualifying. So that'll obviously either be here or somewhere else. The draw does remain regionalised as well to an extent, so it won't be the longest of away trips for whoever goes through from this game. We can't get too complacent yet with 10 minutes to go, plus whatever added time there is. And Wellin, who... We're quite happy to slow the game down after going 1-0 up and now very keen uh, for Hitchin to get back on with it, as you often see. Jones of the throwing down the left-hand side. Guvea, who has actually been rather quiet in the last maybe 10, 15 minutes or so, but Hitchin continues to show they're as good as he is. They're not fully reliant on him. He yeah, has, has been electric at times in this one, as Idiyoko has found. You know, that's the that quality that Diogo... Um, Freitas Gouveia has, he can make, you know, make anything happen at the um, mm. a moment's notice. So, Yeah, and he's going to take the free kick here over on the left-hand side. Galliford there as well. Edie, Jones and Bell will all drop to the halfway line because Stevenson has stayed forward for Welling Garden City. Referee blows the whistle. It's Gouveia there. Just taking it down the uh, left-hand side is Diogo Gouveia. Tries to skip into the box. It's defended uh, behind for another hitch and throw-in. And the Canaries just making sure that Welling can't get their foot on the ball as they try to keep their FA Cup hopes alive. Gouvet over the throat. <coughs> in fact, it'll be Edie to walk over and take it as now Hitchin are in no rush to get on with things. 
Idiot car on the turn now, oh, silky right. feet into the box, palmed away, it's going to be Bell to win it. No, it's just wide, it's deflected wide. That would have sealed the deal it with Hitchin 2-1 in front, but it was a really good block. Yeah, great block by Alex Harris. Um, yeah, Bradley Bell, yeah, who's uh, closing in on goal there, mm. but um, unfortunate not to uh, be able to get it past Alex Harris's block. There's another one on Bell's left foot, which he's proven he's capable of, and... For all the talk about Hitchin not being able to sprint, to put two hearts of football together to produce a, a good display over 90 minutes today, spare for that lapse of concentration for Winter's goal. They really have been able to do so if they can see this out. So it looks like Gallifer's going to take this corner. Yeah, rather than Gouveia. So it'll be a, a left footer. Jones and Idiokoa and Simon all in the six-yard box. And it's right into where they are, headed away and maybe punched away a little bit as well by the goalkeeper. Forward now, taken down nicely by Stevenson, but Edie wins it back, trying to find Cotter. It's into the back of his shins, though. I should say just his hamstrings, I suppose. <laughs> You've only got the front of your shins, haven't you? In that, in that kind of area. Eight minutes to go. Hitching two, well in one. I'll ask you a man of the match as well in a few minutes. I'm glad I'm not in your seat <laughs> today, picking that one out. Yeah, my, my, my mind is rushing at the moment. Mm. Throw in for Welling. It's a long one from Zach Brown down the uh, right-hand side. Nicely worked here, but Sign just comes across, clears the ball forward, down the left into Gouveia. Again, his control is exemplary, and now he finds Galliford. Bell, two forward. Idiokoa's timed his run again. Flag staying down. Idiokoa, he's got Wilkinson up with him. Idiokoa goes alone. It might fall for Wilkinson. Oh. It does, and it's blocked. It might not be Finley Wilkinson's day, but it will be Hitchens day if they can hang on. But somehow the Canaries have only scored two in this one as Jack Sneelers, who... <laughs> Is still nursing that toe injury, walks in front of us, gives us a little fist bump. He's, he's living this like a Hitchin fan at the moment, <laughs> walking around. Again, and there was a It's the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great ball, rapid ball forward. Daniel Dico was um, calling out for there on the left. Mm. Found himself in plenty of space. Just stumbled over the ball as he, as he got himself into the area. Um, knocked him off his, um, off his stance a little bit, so he wasn't able to get the shot off as quickly as he, as he might have been uh, liked to. Jones now looking for Wilkinson, one back well by Josh Steele, long down the right. Jones again does well to head away. Hitchens' defence should take a lot of credit actually from this game, even if it's been all their attack going forward. They've been able to hold off well into just the odd counter attack as Cotter uh, now is fouled. Let's get your man of the match if you're ready to go. Uh, right, yeah, but I've been uh, mulling this one over. Um, a few players have uh, stood out for me today. Bradley Bell's putting a great shift. Diogo Gouveia, uh, um, always uh, as unpredictable as ever. Uh, Finley Walks had some great, uh, you know, um, some great efforts or been putting a, a good shift in. Mm. But for me, hardly a surprise, but Daniel Idiokoa gets my man of the match today. Um, he's been at the heart of an awful lot. Uh, I'd like to say Stephen Gleeson as well, I'd like to tip my hat to because mm. he's had a wonderful game. Yeah, he um, was subbed off fairly early, wasn't he? So it's always hard when. Yeah, he would have been well in the mix there. Idiot Curve, uh, for me, would have been mine on Monday, and I think that's, a, that's a, a good call. Bradley Bell as well. I know it's easy to give it to the scorers, but Idiot Curve, he scores very few goals for Hitchin, which is surprising, you know, the nature of the player he is. But he is our ID net HCFC radio man of the match today. I think that's a, a very good call. Uh, Martin and again we thank IDNet for helping us to uh, keep connected with our broadcasting this afternoon and throughout the season as Bell turns back into 
Galliford looking for the switch to uh, Laney Edie, but he's just overhit it and behind now for uh, a well-in throw-in. Four minutes to go, uh, plus added time. The Hitchin hold on almost seems like the wrong words because it's more Wellin who are still holding on at the moment as Hitchin continue with all of these chances and putting the pressure on. But for the moment, Wellin, they just need that one moment and they'll earn themselves a replay. But here's Wilkinson over the top. Ooh. Held on to by Crowley. Couple of fans just wondering how close he was to straying outside of his <laughs> box. Long ball here. Sign with a great header away. Bell and... Still, Hitchin can counter-attack as well and start to throw a few bodies forward again. Back with Crowley. Throws the ball out onto the edge of the box. Again, Wilkinson running over. He never stops working hard. And he's somehow as well forced a poor clearance away that's going to go behind for uh, a Hitchin Town throw in, a, in the left-back spot. These highlights definitely worth a watch tomorrow morning. Make sure you subscribe to Hitchin Town over on YouTube and be able to relive all of the action, featuring our commentary as well, which we'll be editing onto the top of all of the video footage too, which make it even more enjoyable, we hope. Mm -hmm. Edie now trying to thread the ball through for Wilkinson, who can't get there. It's behind uh, for a throw-in. So Hitchin... A club who played, well, the original Hitchin FC played in the very first FA Cup, 1871. And it looks like at least they're going to make it out of the very first round of qualifying here in 2023. And from there, who knows what can happen? It's the magic of this competition. <laughs> they're already through into the semi-finals of the Charity Cup as well, a Hitchin. But here come Henry Jones onto his right foot. He goes Ooh. scampering down. And the referee says this time, when you think back to Daniel Idiakoa's booking, that there was enough contact. And Wellen have got a free kick in a good position on the edge of the box. I think one of the Hitchin players was just trying to hold on to the ball to stop them getting it back quickly. And this could be their one opportunity that they need. Yeah, it's certainly squeaky bum time here because it's where we're about 30 yards out. Mm. You know, um, this is a, a excellent opportunity. It's going to be three or four men in the wall: Jones, Bell, Cotter, and Idiakoa. As I look at it from right to left, and it's going to be the substitute Ethan Kessel, who is standing over the ball, waiting for his first goal this season. This would be. An incredible time to, to get it. The wall from left to right, it gets taller. It does. So if he's looking for that top right corner, he's got a job in his hands as Kessel. Steps up, right-footed, blocked by the wall and just a flex wide of the far post, actually. <laughs> there are a few hearts in mouths for a moment, but yeah. that's what the wall's there for. It stood firm and it did its job. It Two did minutes its job. Left. Yep. I think Kevin, Kevin Cotter got one on the nose there mm. and flew, uh, flew out of play for a corner. Yeah, corner kick, Kessel quickly over to take it. Zach Gwerfi has also been brought on without us noticing, by the way. He's there on the edge of the box. Kessel floating it up. Oh, it's a big header over the bar. It's a brilliant run and leap by Darnell Winter, but always difficult to try and send that into the top corner. Well, hopefully that's going to be the last opportunity that Will and Garden City have in this game. Uh, Hitchin will hope so. 90 seconds left and however good you play, you know, it's one of those games, actually, where in the FA Cup you'll happily win ugly and win with mm. whatever it takes. And this has been the game where Hitchin have chosen to pull out one of their best performances of the season. And again, it's with Mark Burke not overseeing it, the first team manager. And look forward to talking to Adam Parker after this one. Hitchin are going to throw Lewis Barker on to try and see the game out. 
cause a bit of havoc as he always does. Brilliant nice. cheeky flick over the top from Idiot Curry's picked out Bradley Bell. Bell now tries to replicate a bit of skill <laughs> and almost falls over in doing so. But he tries to win the ball back here. He's had a good enough game to forget about that in a hurry. The linesman says the ball's staying in place. Syme sliding in, back into the middle, but straight to Weedy. Tries to pop the ball wide to Cotter, who doesn't even move. And Lainey just sort of says, he could have got there really, but Cotter has worked his socks off again today. Throwing down the left by Alex Harris. And Bell was bundled down and wins a very cheap free kick on the halfway line. Needless foul. A few hitching players standing on their haunches now with hands on their hips. Toby Simon in particular looks shattered, as does Cab Cotter and Kai Turl. Yeah, they're, they're, the, the, the pair of them have really put the yards in today. You know, Cabin Cotter's been all over the pitch. Here comes Barker then in the 90th minute from the bench. He was thrown on up front against Royston. I'd imagine he's going to be at a different end of the pitch this time around, and he will be. It's Daniel Iniakoa, Martin's Idina, HTFC Radio Man of a Match, who is withdrawn. And we talked him up before the game. We talked him up with Ashley Hay at half-time. What an asset for Hitchin this player is. He really is, and he seems to be relishing his new role, but for in a more advanced position, you know, really creative, you know, um, and just, you know, um, equally mopping up the ball, hustling uh, the opposition for the ball, not giving him a moment's rest. Well, the Strictly Come Dancing judges often like to say seven with a bemused expression, and I almost said it there as they added on time. <laughs> board was lifted up that gives well in a lot of hope and they've won a free kick oh, yeah. here Ethan Kessel foul just inside the hitch in half and for all of the counting down you do until the 90th minute the added on time just makes things a different ball game and I don't think that's an, that's an unfair call as well but there's a lot of time left now for Wellin to find their equaliser and send this to a replay yeah I mean seven is a bit, seven minutes is a big chunk of time you know and uh, yeah I mean it's unwarranted there, there was a couple of stoppages but seven minutes I can't see that myself. I suppose there's going to be lots of complaints and lots of games about um, additional running time. the ball in. It's just evaded Barker who was up there. There's a whole bundle of them now down on the floor. And it's behind for Charlie Horlock. Goal kick somehow. Barker had just stepped into the midfield there. But even someone like Kieran Jones looks tired. And there's still, there's still a Stan Georgiou on the bench. You could look to bring on or a Daniel Amova. And I think... Yeah, some players who look shattered back there. And I think when you've got players like a Giorgio, I would get them on. You know, fresh lengths in defence can be just as important. Yeah, it, it seems like it could be a wise option at this point. <laughs> well, Daniel Idiakar is also the match ball sponsors man of the match. First time we've had that clash this season. And he's been excellent today once again. Horlock goal kick. Five minutes now of adding on time. The watch and the timer just moves incredibly slow, but Idiokoa has walked around. He's had a long walk round half of top field. He's applauded all of the fans who've reciprocated that gesture to the young man. Syme heading away. Galliford on the turn, chesting it down well. Gouveia now. Can Hitchin put the third nail in the coffin? Gouveia won't be able to. He's been dispossessed here. Colozzi now. Back to Brown. Good ball down the right, and now Bailey Stevenson can come forward. Low ball across, brilliant intervention by Syme. He reads the game so well, and he had to there because Jones would have been in one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, great time by, by Toby Syme. Times his, um, his slide in to uh, divert the ball away really, really well. Keep Hitchin away from danger. Throwing taken quickly, one back well by Gallifrey, back doing his defensive really duty. Good work. Everyone putting their body on the line. Now Wilkinson trying to come down the right-hand side. It's well defended. Wilkinson tries to win it back from Boudou. Now Alex Harris, right-footed clearance through the middle over the top. 
Turl heads away. Barker now. Some shiny salmon pink boots and they've been used to just overhit that clearance behind for a well-in throw in, but it's all the way down near their corner flag. Four minutes remain. I don't know why the throw-in taker rolled the ball back to the goalkeeper. He must have <laughs> thought it would come behind for a goal kick. That's uh, one confused-looking goalie. Yeah, he was. Especially in this situation in the game. Throw-in taken quickly. Gwerfi long, but not long enough. Cotter gets his head to it. Edie now driving forward. He's going to keep going. He goes wide to Gouveia. On his left foot, Gouveia now into the box, back onto his right, he can win it, he finds Gallifer, can't sort his feet up, can he lay the ball off, he can, oh it nearly finds Gouveia, oh. it does, Gouveia going down, Cav Cotter now, Bradley Bell to kill the game is Lane Eady, oh. oh he's put the ball wide, he was unmarked and unchallenged, but he just placed it wide of the bottom corner, that would have been that. That would have been a nice finish. Yes, yeah. Diogo Freitas-Gavay, if he'd looked up there, Bradley Bell had a lot of space there on the back mm. post. He could have dinked the ball over, but um, he was determined to get through and uh, get his uh, effort in on goal. Well, like you I know. asked for, it is going to be Georgiou coming on just to see this one out. Gouveia is replaced, and he again has shown his moments of magic. There's been a couple of times again he's maybe not picked the right decision in the final third, but every Welling defender will be pleased to see the back of him, even with only a couple of minutes left. For sure. Even in the latter stages, you know, they're getting three men around them, um, mm. uh, Diogo. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're well aware of his threat. Good to see him as well. Playing 95 minutes with his injury record and struggles for fitness at times. And that's been a really, really good shift uh, by the former Colchester man. Long over the top from Crowley then. Barker heads forward. Crowley comes out from goal and just... Claims the ball quickly, sends it forward again. Drop kick through the middle. Jones is back there. Georgiou has come on almost on the left of midfield. He has played there in his schoolboy school days. And Jones has punted that ball long down almost into the Canary kitchen. Oh, it was almost there. That nearly went straight into the kitchen or onto the sauces. But luckily yeah, it was defended. A little dash of mayonnaise on that football. <laughs> Taken down now. Turning away from Syme is... The lively Stevenson smashed away though from Lane Eady as Wilkinson offside, offside. he's not. No. He takes it down, he's one and one with Boudou who forces him away from goal. Still Wilkinson down the left-hand side. Incredible work rate from the 20-year-old. Georgiou's up there making the overlapping run. Picks up possession now, Stan Georgiou. Having a little run down the left-hand side near the corner flag. Oh, a little turn as well <laughs> from the centre-back. Laying it off for Wilkinson. Still hitching, come forward, Galliford. Oh, he's chipped it over the top. It's Isaac Galliford still. Ooh. It would have been sensational. <laughs> Think Thierry Henry. And in the end, Hitchin will only win a corner, but with a minute left, that should do it. <laughs> yeah, you've got to appreciate him. Um, yeah, that really would have been something special. Corner kick for the Canaries, and they'll have no mind to zip this into the box. 45 seconds remain between Hitchin Town and a place in the second qualifying round of the most famous cup competition there is in world football and we're at the in the infancy of it now here's Georgiou Galliford there as well Georgiou holding on falls <laughs> down wins a free kick well Hitchin won't have too many complaints about that bookie Ooh. for diving now and Wellin are getting annoyed here as well and the fans are, are goading them and jeering them there's a yellow card in there against a substitute Gwerfi I think it is Happy days for the Canaries now when you see stuff like this. Yeah, tempers are starting to, <laughs> to fray <laughs> from Welling. 
they got to be careful. Yeah, Hitchin really happy to take their time now. And as we say, we're back here for FA Youth Cup action. It's another <laughs> Hertfordshire derby on Wednesday night, so join us then. Galliford takes it. And then oh. Georgie's bundled over and Hitchin will win another free kick. That's it's petulant from Wellin. Hitchin are loving every single minute. Stan Georgiou is enjoying his moment in the sunshine as well, helping Hitchin see this one over the line. Because a red mist is descending. You have to say it's been a, a funny old approach from Wellin to this game. As the ball's played off Georgie, this time it is behind for a goal kick. The citizens have just not created enough chances. They had one, though, at one all. Bailey Stevenson, they'll look back on that with deep regret because he really could have made that 2-1 to Wellin. Good header away from Jones. We continue. Long ball out to the right-hand side. There's nobody there after that was pumped forward by Boudou. Jones will take the throw in. <coughs> Stevenson will retrieve the ball for him, though. And try and get him to get on with it. But Hitchin, no. This game should be over imminently. Into the 99th minute now. Referee st says still we play on. Boudou clears straight up in the air. The ref checks his watch and we continue. Jones brought down. Big header away from Syme. Barker may be fouled. No, says the referee. All nearly in there. The offside flag up, though, against the striker. And surely, Martin Burke, that'll be that. Surely. <laughs> then the ball's lobbed straight into Cavan Cotter uh, by his former teammate, uh, Ethan Kessel. And Cotter almost just laughing him off. Charlie Horlock will take the free kick nearly into the 100th minute of this FA Cup game. It's just a competition that never disappoints. Referee blows the whistle, checks his watch, raises an arm in the air. Horlock will send the ball long, and that's full time. Hitchin have come from behind. They've ended a two-game losing run, and they're through into the second qualifying round of the FA Cup. They have been head and shoulders above Wedding Garden City today. The scoreline won't show it. They somehow managed to find ways to make football a lot harder than it should be to Hitchin Town FC. But they have been excellent today. They've played some beautiful football. They've scored some lovely goals, and they fully deserve to be in the hat for the next round. 100%, yeah, they, you know, it's been a really confident display by Hitchin. You know, there should have been at least two goals uh, further ahead. There was always the the the, the, um, the risk that uh, Welling might steal a goal, um, you know, uh, breaking at pace. But uh, Hitchin held out. It's been a good all-round performance, I think, today, uh, Freddie. Absolutely. Well, Welling took the lead in the 26th minute. A lovely finish from Darnell Winter. But it was Bradley Bell. Nice left-footed strike past Crowley that equalised for Hitchin 13 minutes into the second half before a beautiful move. Finley Wilkinson taking the ball down, laying it into the path of Daniel Idiakoa. His finish was a brilliant one. He was our man of the match today. And that was, in the end, all Hitchin needed to progress into that second qualifying round. So things feeling a lot better here at top field after a couple of disappointing defeats. Hitchin have plenty of reason to celebrate. They've been excellent today, Martin. Thank you for your company. I'm sure we'll be seeing you back here soon. And it's Hitchin who go through. Yes. Cheers, Freddie. It finishes full time. Hitchin 2, Welling Garden City 1. All the best, everyone. From Top Field to Telford, IDNet's brilliant broadband is keeping HDFC Radio connected.
Whether it's business, home or mobile broadband, ID.net has you covered, meaning your connection won't let you down. You're onto a winner with ID.net's local broadband. Visit idnet.com to find the perfect package for you.